Yeah. What a nice nondescript, uh, you know. Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone several months ago. Yeah. yeah. About eight? <laughs> About eight months ago. <laughs> Roughly. Yeah. What time is it in the future? What time is it? <laughs> hey, when you're listening, if you're listening to this in the future, let tweet us know the time. Tweet, tweet at, at us and let, know, let us know ah! what time you're listening to this episode. <laughs> don't do not do that, please. We, we'll be awake every hour of the day to respond to whenever you're tweeting at us. <laughs> let us get it. We'll respond to it the, the time that we read that tweet when we read it. Yeah. We get lottery numbers and stock numbers and... Okay, they're not time travelers, Ben. Yeah. Aww. You idiot. If anything... <laughs> Wait, are we the time travelers? Yeah, we're the time travelers. Oh. Yeah. Shit. We need to get the stock numbers. We need that 50 <laughs> Sports Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Hey Aspen. Yeah. Yeah. You made it. You're here. Yeah, everyone's here. Everybody's you didn't here. Die today. It's all here. You survived yeah. the holidays? Yeah. And uh, you're still here to talk about it months later. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm Ari. I'm Travis. I'm Ben. What have you guys been Wait, doing this week? I'm Ben. What? You're Ari. You're what? He's and Travis. I'm Travis. Hang on. <laughs> I thought we resolved this situation. <laughs> I thought we resolved the situation like in episode seven. We never did. No. Damn it. We did never took we? Care of it. What have you guys been doing this week? Cloning you. Oh, shit. <laughs> no wonder I'm missing most of my skin. Well, <laughs> last week I didn't enjoy a meal with my family. Nope. Around some sort of holiday tradition. That definitely didn't happen. That nope. definitely didn't happen. Definitely didn't make any birds. It was just nope. a hot day or a hot week in Alabama. Yeah. Yep. Well, it was that. Yeah, because we record this in real time now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> That'll never happen. Yeah. We're going to finish the show and still have like 80 episodes to release. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's going to be like, oh, are you guys not recording anymore? And we're going to be like, no, man, no. we finished Supernatural 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for a spinoff of podcast episodes. Yeah. We're going to do no. Wayward Sisters next. That's the yeah. spinoff. Or is it Wayward it Daughters? Out. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's a spinoff. Yeah. But actually, I actually kind of want to watch it. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to that, I'll probably check it out. Yeah. Because um, it's about um, lady hunters. Yeah. Hunters Ooh. who are women. That sounds awesome. And it has one of my favorite characters who I can't talk about yet. Ooh. Yeah. Because she Travis, hasn't appeared. Travis has not met them yet. No. Oh, Travis, yeah. you're going to love them, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from what I know about you, you're going to love them. Sweet. Yes. More than you love me. Or Ben. Not as much as me, though. Um, I just said your name. I gotta tell you guys about some things that have been affecting my life recently. Are they Oreos? No. Steven. He's fine. Okay. Um, the first thing is... Uh, hang on. Okay, yeah. The first thing is I've been playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp <laughs> for, like, a week straight. And I finally got to the point where I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't play this as much because I was trying to catch fish while I was driving. And, like, if if you don't know, playing Animal Crossing, catching fish in Animal Crossing is pretty involved. Like, you have to find a shadow in the water Yee. and then, like, click towards it and then wait for it to bring the bobber down and then tap. So I was doing that while I was driving, and I was like, hmm, this might be dangerous. Is this game not about farming? 
It's not about farming. What no. game is about farming? That's Harvest Moon. Okay, what's Animal Crossing about? Animal Crossing is about having a loan and owing money to a raccoon. Yes. <laughs> Wait, a raccoon? Yeah. So it is well, about farming. No. To be specific, it's about owing money to a tanuki. Yeah. Oh, a tanuki is so, so basically, cute. Yeah. What animal, like raccoon dogs. Wait, Wait, animal with, Crossing with is... Balls. <clears throat> It's a slice of life simulator. Yeah. So you build a house. You don't build a house. You buy a house. You buy a house you and be, you have you, you, animals. The lore is you, the player character, have moved out of your hometown. Okay. Away from your parents. And you are moving to a new city. You actually don't really know where you're going or where you're even going to stay. All right. That sounds like poor planning on the main character's exactly. part. Exactly. continue. So you roll up and you're flat broke. And this very nice businessman who happens to be a tanuki raccoon um gives you a house loan in exchange for working for him for a little bit and then paying off the rest of your loan as you see fit uh but so do you you don't farm you don't own any animals you don't own any animals you live with the animals the animals are your neighbors so they're misanthropic not misanthropic they're anthropomorphic more or less yes okay so there's You're no the only, farming this game. The only thing close to farming is you can shake fruit off of trees and plant those fruits and grow more fruit trees. So it's a little bit about farming. Yes. I mean, if you want to play the game that way, yes. Okay. Like, but there's I, normally no farming. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there's no farming like how you're thinking. Well, the, I was thinking that it was the farming game. No, you're yeah. thinking of Harvest Moon. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't like farming. But I've been playing a lot of that. I finished watching the anime Your Lie in April. You foolish fool. And Ari actually watched the last episode with me, and I was a fucking train wreck. He cried. I did cry. He cried real tears. I love hate this show because it's beautiful and it's incredible. But it made me feel emotions in my my (laughs) robot Heart? I thought you deleted what? those. I know. I thought I got them removed when you I got my you upgrades. Right clicked, moved to trash, and then went to trash, clicked <sighs> on trash, moved to empty trash, and then emptied the trash. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I can tell you Hugging what to dust. do. You What's embrace that? that feeling, Travis. Yeah. You feel those feelings, Travis. For those of you who don't know, Your Line like April it. is about this musician named Kosai mm-hmm. whose mom dies, and after that, he has a breakdown. I'm giving a very rough. Yeah. Rough. He has a breakdown and stops playing music for a while. Stops playing music because he can't hear the music. Like, he has a block. And then he meets this girl who's a violinist and And he, like, opens up again. Yeah. Yeah. She's basically a manic pixie dream violinist. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, you know, helps him live again. But it is a really good, it's a really cute series. It's a great show. If you feel like being sad, definitely watch it. Watch it anyway. Yes. It's still, like, it's sad, but the ending's still, like. Cry, you monster. Yeah. Cry, (laughs) damn it. The ending, uh, the ending was actually very satisfying. Okay. Um, so it wasn't just like so sad that everyone's inconsolable at the end. It oh. it leaves off in a little glimmer. Oh, so it's not like BoJack Horseman. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that are sad that are just like sad. I don't know. BoJack Horseman, The Ranch, West Side Story. Uh, right, The Ranch. Yeah. It's that star that young actor Bradley Cooper. No. Isn't he so cute? Bradley Cooper yeah. is so cute. He's, he's in that movie where he plays a raccoon. Yeah. And he's um 
He's so cute. Okay, sorry. I wanted to do an impersonation of Ben's mom. I've actually met Ben's mother, and that is 100% what she sounds like. So don't yeah. at me on that. It's yeah. like my mom was in the room with us right now. Oh, man. You could close, yeah. your, you could close your eyes and be like, Mama? But so. Do you say, Who? Who's there? Mama, do you say Mama? Ben? No. Do you say Mom? I say Mom. You don't say Mommy. That's weird. No, that is weird. You know what I think is weird? What's that? What? Southern girls call their dads daddy. Oh yeah, and, they like, gets, yeah. and then it gets super confusing if they yeah. have that kink. Yeah. No, no, have y'all seen those memes of the like when she calls you daddy? Yeah, I saw one that was a, a text message exchange. It was like, "Sorry, I can't come over. My dad is here." And they were like, "I thought you were single." <laughs> and then they're just like, "No." That's not what I mean, you fucking kinky asshole. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to kink shame anybody here because I support whatever you want to do. Yeah. Go out and be your little kinky selves, you motherfuckers. I'd... Or daddy fuckers. But yeah. the point is is that um, Southern girls will call their dads daddy even into adulthood. And mm-hmm. it is very weird to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, it makes more sense from a kinky standpoint to call somebody daddy than yeah. your actual father, unless you're a child. Um, like a ch- little baby. Yeah. A little baby baby. So, to... And not a sex baby, either. I mean, a real baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, like an adult baby, you know what I mean? Not that. So, to uh, revitalize myself after watching Your Lie in April, mm-hmm. I watched Princess Jellyfish. Yes, Princess Jellyfish! <laughs> it was so good. So cute! I definitely recommend Princess Jellyfish. It's very cute. It's very relatable. Um, all of those characters are all very real people that I've met in real life. Yep. <laughs> Including the crossdresser. Yep. Uh, we all know one. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you are the one. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you are. But yeah, like I, it was all very relatable and very cute and very fun. To go back to cross-dressing, yeah. I truly hope that every person cross-dresses at least once in their life. Yeah. Because it's a very exciting experience sometimes. It is. And I mean seriously cross-dress. Don't just put on a dress and call yourself Nancy. Yeah. I mean like cross-dress. <laughs> you don't have to go all like RuPaul on this. Yeah. But you can. I mean, I've, Meet in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I've low-key cross-dressed. Yeah. Because I've, I've, uh, I've done a cross-play, I think mm. is what some people call it. Is I cosplayed, um, oh, shit, Millie from Trigon. Who you might remember from our favorite characters episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, um, that was super fun. It was super fun to do, and I want to do it again. Yeah. So, invite us to a convention. <laughs> <laughs> Travels will showed up dressed up as either Millie or Shizuru. Yes, that will happen. Those, that wig is reusable. And I'll I... show up as myself. <laughs> I will also show up as myself. Well, you guys Ben's going to show no up dressed as a hunter. As a hunter? <laughs> what? No. What is a hunter? <laughs> I is know that... what I said, Ben. I know what I said. <laughs> what a is hunter a hunter? Is, um... is that where you fuck a monster to death? God. <laughs> no. Yes. yes. No. A hunter is when you love hump day so much you fuck Wednesdays. You fuck Adams? you fuck Odin. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what a hunter is. Stop pressuring me. <clears throat> ben is going to show up to convention cosplaying as a supernatural hunter. Yeah. That was the sentence. That's I was what I'm dressed to as say. today. That's yeah. You cosplay as <laughs> that every day. Yeah. 
It's either that or a pizza chef. I actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually wore some plaid today. Yeah? Yeah, flannel plaid, actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, twinsies. I wore it when I went to Whole Foods. <laughs> 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 I thought, oh, I have to dress the part. <laughs> yep. I gotta blend in with these fuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Can I talk about something that I've done? Yeah. Yeah. You watched me watch Princess Jellyfish. I did. Well, I also just watched Princess Jellyfish. Yeah. I started playing Fallout 4. Yes! And it is so hard. It's amazing. It's so hard. It's also, it's very sad. Yeah, it is yeah, sad. It's very it sad. sad. But, um, yeah, watching Ari play Fallout 4 has been incredible because she's gotten very proficient of Skyrim. I'm very good at it. But Fallout 4, she's having a little trouble adjusting because the controls are a little different. Yes. For example, we play it on the PC. Uh, The sprint button in Skyrim is the left alt. And the um, power attack and grenade button in Fallout 4 is left alt. Hold on. Do you have to go straight into the story? Yes, I do. You have to <laughs> so right now yes. in front was, of all these people. Ari yes. was doing some, you know, good Fallout exploriating. And she comes across a bottle cap mine, and it starts beeping, and she runs away from it. And in trying to run away from it, tries to hit the sprint button, but hits left alt instead, and throws a grenade in front of her, and runs into her own grenade and dies. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for our Let's Play channel. Have play. Have play. Find Uh, us on YouTube. I'm making the channel right now. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But I've gotten was, slightly better at Fallout 4. It was a hilarious moment. <clears throat> I'm getting better at it. Forever. I like the game a lot. It looks very pretty. Yes, it is very pretty. Um, it's, it's harder than Skyrim for a couple different reasons. One, you don't just heal up yeah. automatically. Your health doesn't re Yeah, see, I think regen. that's something you really started relying on in Skyrim. I really was. There's, there's a lot more survival skill or not survival skill but a lot of um survival strategy yeah with fallout where you have to like you know you have to ration what you have to heal and uh you have to heal yourself as full as you can if necessary and then go into battle Mm -hmm. and then you can't just you know blindly run into fights because people gun you down immediately and that's the thing um, when I started playing Skyrim, I did not know the concept of a stealth archer. <laughs> so when I started playing Skyrim, I was just like, time to fuck some people up. Oh, yeah. And I was just swacking my sword and shooting my destruction spells. Mm-hmm. And then if I got damaged, I would just be like, oh, restoration spell, here we go. Yeah. And there's no, there is none of that. Yeah, there's no magic in Fallout. Also, it's way harder to aim for me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, that may be because of the way I have the mouse sensitivity. In the game, just because I'm bad at aiming, maybe. Um, and when I'm doing my stealth archer thing, because I'm so have, sneaky, I can time. just like, yeah, I yeah. can just time it out. Where I don't know when you, you know, when you're busting down the doors of Corvega Auto Assembly. Yeah, you're like ah. But I started I, doing. I, mean, I was something. the same way when I first started playing it. Yeah, when I first when I I've started doing something that I haven't done in a long time in Skyrim, which is just talking to myself and being like, "All right, you." Fucking assholes. <laughs> I am about to tear you down. I am Ari, hear me roar. Let's fucking do yeah, this. Yeah. And just like, just like concentrating really hard and being like pew, 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 pew with my gun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's a fun game, but it's also like. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It also uh, could just be, I don't know what setting you have Fallout on. It's just, you started it. So that's another thing. You started playing uh, Skyrim on easy. Yes. But when you started Fallout, I don't think you adjusted any difficulties. You started nope. it on normal. Uh, I did not. Which is the way it should be. Yeah. Well, look, all right? I am a baby <laughs> game person who only started baby games. I know. That is the excuse I'm going to keep for the next 10 But years. you've gotten so good at Skyrim. Yes. You've gotten so good at Skyrim that I feel like you can play Fallout on normal. Do you think that I should start a Skyrim game on normal now? I think you you should. I have been planning a character I want to play who's basically just the most amoral person ever. Nice. Yeah. I think Ever- I'm going to make her a high elf because I hate high elves. Everyone loves those, like... Everyone, everyone I know has, like, their good character and not even just their good character but like their character who will do good but will also like do what is necessary yeah kind of their like neutral good character and then everyone has their second file that is always just chaotic evil just murder people as you're shoot as you're meeting them and just i know you're important in the story but fuck you you know stuff like that the joker basically get banned from every town yeah it's good i only have one character yeah and it's the second character (laughs) <laughs> Ben's just like I need something to represent my well, dark and evil soul I mean like people play Mass Effect the same way everyone yeah. has their Paragon playthrough everyone has their Renegade playthrough Renegade yeah just like sticks mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know I've never gotten to explore my dark side in anything other than writing now I get to kill people for fun yeah, yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it like relaxing a little bit yeah no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay, let's very just, stressful. Let's breeze past that question. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I'm like, oh, I'm a better person than both Travis and Ben. All right. I found something out about myself today. Well, I don't think this makes you a bad, good or bad person. I don't think yeah. video I mean, games have any bearing on I mean, like, life. that's the thing about video games is that they actually, you know, everyone in the early 90s was all up in a tizzy that video games right. made people violent in the but, 90s today yeah well no i mean there's been studies now where like video game helps you relieve that stress because you get to kill people in a virtual world mm-hmm. you know in a game rather than really? actually go commit violence yeah so in a way it helps you wind that down it mm-hmm. gives you that out without any real ramifications there will be in-game ramifications that's what role-playing is all about yeah Well, and I've always kind of thought that, like, you know, people are just garbage anyways. So, like, adding games doesn't really do anything. That's true. Because, you know, I mean, back in the 30s and 40s, you know, people were just, I mean, it was Hitler who, but I mean, everybody went (laughs) along with him and being like, hey, why don't we just put a bunch of people in an oven? Exactly. And kill them. Yeah. We're just going to gas them to death. So maybe just humans have always been garbage. Probably. And yeah. games don't really prove anything other than like. That we need an out. That we need an out. You know. that Or that they're just fun. Because yeah. I mean. I don't know. We could have a very long. Very philosophical. Yeah. Ed- discussion that's like. But what is goodness? Yeah. You oh know? God. Let's not. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're actually going to plan those conversations for later. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll table it. Yeah. Don't uh, add us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ben, what's been going on in your little head this week? Your little manly head. Yeah. I've been playing Evil Within, too. Nice. Speaking of evil. Yeah. Within. (laughs) No, because I was thinking, like, because, like, the talk about, like, relieving stress. Uh, I find Skyrim and Fallout to be really stressful. Really? Yeah. Like, 
I enjoy them because I do. I fucking love survival horror games, mm-hmm. but open world, I find just the thought of doing everything is a little overbearing. It's a little overbearing. I do like something a little bit more straightforward. See, I I was the same way for a long time. Yeah, and then I really started getting into like Fallout and, yeah. and Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. And it's really it's less about. Um, it's less about doing everything and more yeah. about drawing your own line. See, I do like that because that's why I love in Skyrim because I would do the same thing. I never did the main quest. Mm-hmm. I did the Thieves Guild. Uh, Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood. What was it? The, the magic one? Because the Labyrinthian. That's oh, just fucking the, cool. Um, yeah, the, the College of Winterhold. Yeah. Like, I would just do those. And they yeah. were fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really fucking cool. Fallout 4, it's just... Fallout 3 had an amazing story. New Vegas was even better. I just did not like the storytelling in Fallout. And the whole deal with, like, like Preston Lacey. I don't remember what the guy's... The sheriff. Preston Garvey. Preston Garvey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I call him Preston Yeah, his Lacey. whole thing where he's like, we gotta save the whole commonwealth. Yeah, and, yeah. like, there's a, there's a town that needs you. Mm-hmm. I'm good, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a little overbearing, and it's very... Fallout Four is very railroaded. Yeah, um, literally. Apart, yeah. Apart from, <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you get that joke. Yeah. All right. Um, but the uh, the story, uh, and that's what a lot of people's qualms with it is. Yeah. The story is very railroaded. Yeah. Like you have to do this, and then this, and then this. Yeah. And you can't. You can't skip around. There's no sequence breaking at all. Yeah. Um, and everything is very like, go here, kill these people. Okay. Yeah. Go here, kill these people. Okay. And even in some of the major like, um, in a lot of the major conflicts and a lot of the major like fights and stuff in yeah. Fallout Three and New Vegas, like even for the big bad of the main quest. There is a way to end that conflict non-violently. Yep. And in Fallout 4, there is a conflict where you meet this person and you, your character is like dead set to kill them. Because they're like, alright, what's the last thing you want to say to me before we do this? And the four options are just four variations of fuck you. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you'll get there. And you'll know what I'm talking well, about. Well, I yep. think I already do know what you're talking about because we've kind of talked about the plot to Fallout 4 before. Right. And here's the thing. It sounds like, because this is where I fall on like away from most gamers that I've met in mm-hmm. that I'm not particularly f- fond of open world mm-hmm. over a straight plotted story. Right. Yeah. Well, because like, as a kid, you played a lot of Zelda. Right. And one of my favorite games that I've watched has been Bioshock Infinite, mm, which has yeah. a ending that you can't, no matter what you do, you are always going to end up there. Yeah. It does, your choices in the game do not matter. It does not matter what kind of person you are. Right. That is the ending. That's kind of the theme of that game, though. Right. Mm. The reason, um, I mean, even the name Bioshock Infinite kind of gets into that, you yeah. know? Yeah. It doesn't matter how many infinite universes you're in. And that's not a spoiler for the game. I'm just saying like you are going to end up at there at that time. Yeah. And that, um, and so I don't like, I don't mind strict story Mm -hmm. because a story to me 
is more important than anything else in a video game. Yeah. That is true. If the story isn't interesting, I just don't give a shit. Exactly. You know, if the characters aren't good, then who cares? Yeah. And I do, I have gotten more into Skyrim, which basically the character that you end up with in Skyrim, the Dragonborn, mm. has no character. You have exactly. to create your own. You are the character. You are the character. Which is the essence of role playing. And I yeah. don't hate that, mm-hmm. but I don't. Because here's the difference for me from like role playing like a tabletop game yeah. and role playing Skyrim. When I role play a tabletop game, I can see the character I create mm. do things and act out things because it's all in my imagination. Right. But because Skyrim has a bit of a script, mm-hmm. I can't. It's not as free as like a tabletop game. That is you true. You know what I mean? And that that's just a thing that's uh, that's almost inherent in video games. It's a limitation of the media. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's not a, like a problem, but I just don't. When you tell me like. This character who wakes up, which I've named the character Miriam, you've named the character Anne, mm-hmm. meets the guy, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, at this point, Fallout's been out for three years. Oh, so. good point. Okay, Fallout so like, been out for three it's years. the guy who's killed her husband and stolen her child, yeah. or killed her wife and his wife and stolen his child. Mm-hmm. Killed, depending on killed the play. spouse. Stole killed the, the spouse, spilled the child. Like, of course that character wants to kill them. Yeah. She yeah. lives in an amoral world where, you know, the 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 ethics of the past have no meaning. Exactly. It doesn't make sense for her to do anything other than want to kill this guy. Yeah. So um, I, I don't care so much that there's not a peaceful option. Right. But you have to understand that it was very jarring for Fallout fans. True. Because yeah. it was like playing the Elder Scrolls where the, char- the character you played was a very blank slate and you mm-hmm. got to fill that in. True. And with Fallout 4, like giving the character a voice and the very limited dialogue options it was very jarring for a lot of them because they were like uh, yep. i can't do things the way i want anymore yeah, yeah. okay i, I, like, I hear it you. is it is making me choose this mm-hmm. which i mean like that's always been a thing in games is like real choice versus the illusion of choice yeah um well i'd say we don't like, have the illusion of choice yeah well, what uh what's that fucking guy's name david cage yeah let's get well, fucking david cage yeah. on this yeah uh, <laughs> all right do you do you do you know who david cage is no i do not he is a french video game designer uh he is behind the indigo prophecy i'm a crime the nomad soul um heavy rain heavy rain and detroit become human the big thing behind david cage is like Looking at it from just a, just a bare bones look at it, these game these games sound amazing because he wanted to make movies but interactable. Mm-hmm. Like the idea with No uh, Heavy Rain is that you just get to pick these varied, albeit stupid dialogue options. Yeah, because and the, it feels like you have all of these choices, but in several interviews and his philosophy with games is that his games are not designed to be played more than once. Yeah. Because of the illusion of choice. Because when you play it more than once, you realize that your choices really didn't matter at all. Yeah. So I cannot wait to get to season six of Supernatural. Oh, yeah? Because I have planned... (laughs) No, it all ties in. Yeah, I know. I have planned... This is a Supernatural podcast, after all. It is. I have planned a huge discussion about whether or not... And we haven't gotten to this yet, Travis, but mm. I'm just going to go ahead and give a slight spoiler. Okay. Free will is extremely important to the characters in Supernatural. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But Supernatural, the show, doesn't believe in free will. <laughs> and I have proof of that. So the characters want free will, but the show itself won't give it to them? Well, the show is almost split in its opinion. It. Well, the thing is... I can already see a lot of it being like, this is our destiny to do this kind of thing yeah, happening. Like, 
I can already see that building up. And I can understand the like the want to have free will, like Sam wanting to go mm-hmm. back to college, but it's his destiny to be a hunter. Well, that all ties in, Ooh. and that it gets. What I'm saying is that keep this conversation in mind, okay? Because approximately three years from now, <laughs> it's gonna come back. All right. There's well, so much I want to say in this moment. I know you do, and I'm telling you, uh, we'll talk about it later. Fuck. I'm just saying. Let's time travel to three years in the future. <laughs> I think the show. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna re. Uh, walk back my statement a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I think the show believes in free will. Yeah. But all of the show's actions tell me that they don't. Right. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> By the time we get to season six, oh, I will have watch. caught up with the show. <laughs> And we can talk about this. (laughs) Right now I'm only on season nine, so unless crazy shit happens. Yeah, fucking chicanerous bullshit. Look, I'm telling you. It's not not that I don't agree with you. Oh, you you do agree with me. I agree with you, but I really want to get really specific as to why I I agree with you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were being like, no. No, it's... Sorry, behind the scenes, just to give our listeners a taste of behind the scenes. Sometimes I'll make comments on the show, and Ben's like, no, (laughs) ma'am. You don't know this yet, because you're not at season 24, but that's not what happens. (laughs) That's not what the show's about, and I'm always like, oh, okay, I thought I had a pretty good idea, but... I love being able to say that. Now. <laughs> hey, enjoy it now because it's not going to last forever. Okay, no. I'm catching up. Um, oh, aren't we all? Yeah. So, oh. so okay. So, all right. Well, look at the end of season six. We will talk about it. So, all right. um, but we'll time travel back to here and talk about it. Yes. Oh, hey, Ari. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Yeah. The meat of the episode. Yeah. This fourth section. Last week, I gave us an assignment. Yep. And we all waited till the last minute <laughs> to do it. We all waited until tonight. <laughs> she did call it homework. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the problem. You said, I have homework for you guys. And we were like, Ugh. I should have been like, I have a project you need to get done yeah. today. The day that, I gave it to you. That would have gotten done today. All right. Just like today. All right. Well, then... Travis, what you got for us today? Talk about our... Let's talk about your movie. So, yeah. Uh, Arya's assignment was take something... Take a piece of media and, like, transcribe it into a movie. Hmm. And the thing I want... I The thing I would love to see transcribed into a movie is uh, the book The We Free Men by hmm. Terry Pratchett. It's a Discworld book. Follows uh, the character Tiffany Aching and these little, like, blue fairy folk called the Knack-Mack Feagles. Okay. And basically, um, I, I, it's, it's a very like simple story because, um, the story of Tiffany aching and the Nag Mac Feagles, it's a very like four kids story. Like Terry Pratchett specifically wrote it to be like a Discworld fairy tale. Okay. Um, but so basically the movie would very simply follow the plot with a couple things out of order um like it ba- like the basic outline of it would be it would open up and you'd see uh tiffany aching with her like um shepherd family they're, they're like a family of shepherds it's her and her brother and her grandmother and they're all you know they're doing like herding sheep and all that 
and uh, Tiffany's grandmother, Grandma Aching, is what that town would consider to be a witch. Mm. But she is more like a midwife, right. where she helps animals and other people give birth. She um, kind of has, like, you know, medicine-ish things. She gives candy out to people and mm. things. I don't know what else midwives do. Um, but Helps so, with abortions. Yeah. They a lot of wire coat hangers. Oh, God. There are herbs that they use, <laughs> Ben. Um... <laughs> But so Benjamin, they're called stairs. But so, she's always kind of grown up with Come here, her. I'm gonna hit you. Lean over. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm at home. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Travis, go on. But so, um, she always kind of grew up seeing that her grandmother was the witch of the town in a sense. But uh, Tiffany has always felt like she's been a little different, yeah. the black sheep, if you will. Uh, Ayo. <laughs> Um, and people always talk about how she's daydreaming and what it really is, is Tiffany can actually see magical things that other people cannot. Oh. Like for instance, one day in the town, she sees some Nack Fiegel mm. running around and she's like, Oh, what's this? And the Nack Fiegel like warn her about this other magical creature that's like living in the river. And then she like goes off and defeats it using her brother mm. as bait. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But so, and, and that's a whole thing. And so, Tiffany discovers that she actually does see things that other people cannot. Mm. And um, all of this culminates to her brother gets kidnapped. Her brother and another kid in town get kidnapped by the Queen of Fairies. And Tiffany, um, the Nackmack Fiegel being the only other like magical things she knows about, she goes to them for help. Yeah. And with the help of the Nackmack Fiegel, she defeats the um, she defeats the Fairy Queen, and she like also becomes the leader of the Nackmack Fiegel at this in the same time, and uh, she's able to defeat the um, the Fairy Queen because of. Um, you know, memories of her grandmother and her heritage yeah. and being able to tell herself that she is a strong person. She's not some, like, lazy daydreamer who, you know, sits around and stares at walls all day. She actually has the strength to be able to save her brother and things like that. Mm. So, she's, so she's able to defeat the Fairy Queen, and then she finally goes home, and um, then at the end of the movie, it would be revealed to her that she is... A literal witch, not like her grandmother, but an actual magical witch. Mm. And so that would set up into what would be a second movie with the Hatful of Sky movie where she is basically in witch training. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's like the general outline. It had the themes of like, uh, it'd be very dreamy. There's a lot of um, like going in and out of dreams because that's how the fairy queen like controls people through their dreams. Mm -hmm. So there, it, there'd be a lot of like, you know, uh, sort of think of what was that, uh, Robin Williams movie where he what was dreams like, may come. Yeah. That, that's kind of, that's kind of what I had in mind, but a lot less boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's spinning but, in his grave, but everything's very, um, sorry. Everything's very like surreal looking when they're yeah. in the dreams, everything's very mm -hmm. surreal looking or cloudy mm -hmm. or, you know, Everything's like a certain gradient. The audience like will be like, this is a dream. Exactly. Yeah. 
And um, if I really wanted to piss everyone off, she'd just wake up and be like, it was a dream the whole time. Oh, <laughs> everything's don't do that a, to every, me. Everything's yeah. in black and white. And she's like, you were there and you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and actually while I was um, re-looking up the plot synopsis for the book because it's been a while since I read it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually saw at the bottom of the Wikipedia page that back in 2006, Sony Entertainment got the rights to that book, and they were going to do a movie about it. And Terry Pratchett read the script, and he was like, "This is garbage. <laughs> this, this is just terrible. This isn't even this isn't even like the We Free Men anymore. It's just it's just bullshit." Damn. And Damn. then uh, sounds some, about right, Sony. Yeah, bastards. And then somehow his daughter was able to get the rights back. Or like, or Terry Pratchett was able to get the rights back before he died, mm. uh, and now his daughter is working with um, the Jim Henson Ooh. company Ooh. to work on a movie, and that was that was revealed in like 2016 or something mm. like that. Okay. So I am super pumped for whatever this upcoming We Free Men movie is. That sounds awesome. I would Hell love to yeah. see that. And that's your ideal. That's, yeah, that's we my free men movie. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's how I would do it. I like it. Yeah. So, like you know, with the big themes of like dreaming and um, strength and heritage and and that kind of stuff. Um, any ideas who you would cast as Tiffany Aching? I did not put any thought into that. No, that's totally fine. Because I've just now, ten seconds ago, decided who I want to be the main character in my <laughs> movie. Because I feel like Tiffany Aching. In the book, she's supposed to be like nine or ten, right? But I feel like she could really be any age, yeah. Because yeah. it's not so much a coming of age story; it's more like a self discovery story. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I take it. I like it. Maybe cast a kid from Stranger Things as, as her younger brother. Who it's knows? A, it's a go to move. I dig it. Um. I or any of the kids in the Losers Club. Yeah. From it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of whom was in Stranger Things. Yeah, I was yep. going to say. <laughs> but the rest you weren't. Um, I I dig it. I yeah. like it. Uh, I've read the Tiffany Aging books, and that's pretty much how I'd want a movie to go to. Exactly. And, like, the way I describe some things, like, in the movie, they would be out of order from the book. Because she actually finds out very early on in the book that she is a witch. Mm. But I just feel like that would give it a lot more um, dramatic satisfaction mm-hmm. when she finds out at the end. Like, she goes through this whole fantastical adventure, and then it's like, this happened because you're, you're a, witch. a witch. That would be cool. It would be cool. It'd be like if Harry Potter found out he was a wizard at the end of the first book. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense, but okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you should spend this muggle in this fucking weird-ass school for... Why yeah. was I allowed to come here if I'm not a wizard? <laughs> well, Harry, I'm no, going to sacrifice The you first book would just have been Harry Potter growing up with the Dursleys and then meeting Hagrid at the very end. Which, how terrifying and boring would that be? Hagrid? You were supposed to come get me You'd have 20 to... chapters ago. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to get what's-his-name from uh, that actor that puts uh, Hell in a Bottom Carter and everything. Uh, uh, Tim Curry. Tim Burton? Tim Burton. Oh, Tim Burton. You'd have to get him to make that movie? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that would, actually, that would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter through the eyes of Tim Burton. It's almost too terrifying to, oh, to see. Oh, God. Yeah. I'd watch it. Let's move away from this thought. Ari hey, or Ben. I'm, who goes first? My name is... Ben? Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go? Do you want to go? I'll go. Okay. Uh, my idea is Tim Burton making it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck up, Ben. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not it. It's, uh, I gave it a lot of thought. 
I thought I would go with a video game movie because, of course. Yes. Uh, I thought Resident Evil, but like I said, I was started looking at this yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to go with a game from a childhood. I thought about Spyro the Dragon. That would be that awesome. That would be cool. It would be cool, but here's the problem with it. What's that? There's like 30 minutes of plot in each game. Yeah. There's nothing to carry a so full movie. So you would movie. put all the games together and make one movie. It, it wouldn't work, though, and so I decided to skip it. Because there's three games, right? There, well, If, if there's get... 30 minutes of plot in each game, you got 90 minutes. There's a feature-length film. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Bam. And well, if you want to get into like the nitty-gritty, there's like six or nine of them. Oh, God But damn. only Insomniac only made the first three. Right. But the game I decided to go with was Mega Man Legends. Nice. Nice. Because it would be very much like it would be an action movie. It was something you can you can knock that down to an hour and a half, two hours. Oh times. yeah, Mega Man is very actiony. Legends, yeah. Well, the platformer, sure. You can mm-hmm. I would call that action, but there's no there's all the story from like the early ones is just Mega Man against robot masters trying to defend or defeat Einstein, right? With the help of. What's his name that stole ideas from Nikola Tesla? Uh, Dr. Light. Dr. Light. Uh, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually his name. That's not actually his name. Don't at me. Is it Edison? <laughs> yeah, it's Edison is oh. the guy that was – yeah, Edison is based on Dr. – or Light is based on Edison and Wiley is based on Einstein. Oh, okay. Because of the Manhattan Project. Gotcha, gotcha. But in Mega Man Legends, the idea, it has nothing to do with the Robot Masters, Dr. Wily, Dr. Light, none mm-hmm. of that. Throws that out the goddamn window. The game cold opens with, like, a narrator talking about how the world is covered in water. And there's these, like, there's these islands all over the place. And you see this little weird, like, spaceship flying through the sky, coming up upon this, like, pole-looking tower in the middle of the ocean. Talking about how... You have your normal people who live on the islands. They live their life like normal, like in like a village kind of construct. But then you have these people that travel from island to island to like these uh, ancient places. And they call them diggers like they're like what we would think of as a – I can't think of the word. What Indiana Jones was. An architect? Uh, archi- no. 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 Uh, Ar- archaeologist. Archaeologist, yeah. There we go. But yeah, it's like that, only they're digging, trying to find the mother load, which is this fabled treasure that no one knows exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but it's just supposed to be a lot of it. Hmm. And so... Whatever it is, there's a lot of it. Pretty, Yeah, the mother load. <laughs> sure. And so we get... We, find, we see Mega Man going through this tower. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to cut it down to what I want the movie to be. And so we have Mega Man running through this tower, def- uh, defeating these enemies, like just mowing them down as Roll, who is essentially, she kind of gives you information and maintains your radar and things like that throughout mm-hmm. the video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gives you tips and stuff like that. But then... So is she like, would she be kind of like the person, like the tech person in a room? Yeah, talking in an earpiece to Mega Man, very like much in so. every CW superhero show. Very much so, like Oracle from Batman. <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle from Batman, Navi, and uh, Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda, things like that. Minda, and also Legends of Zelda. Yeah, and what's her name? That purple ghost lady from Skyward Sword. Fee. 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 
uh, we'll talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. But uh, anywho, so we have Mega Man running through, defeating enemies, and then he finally like busts through like this puzzle, and then we see this giant enemy that like bigger than everything. Everything else has been like the size of maybe like a cow at the largest. Mm-hmm. This goddamn thing is the size of like a small building. Damn. And so we have Mega Man like jumping through, like rolling away from attacks and things like that, and just taking this bastard down. Mm. And as soon as he defeats him, he finds this massive crystal, which is a power source in this universe. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're using to power cars, the ship that we talked about earlier called the Flutter. And so we get through that. And so he gets to the top of the tower, and he's trying to find, he's trying to, like, the ship is, like, still waiting for him. He's, he's Well, he's waiting for the ship. Mm-hmm. And as, like, he goes through the door, he's like, oh, I wonder where Roll is. That's when we see the door open from behind him. Don't do that. And so, but what do we see but the giant-ass monster, the big fucking robot. You see the eye glow. And that's when he looks back and says, oh, well, I don't know what the fuck to do in this situation. And he like looks down. And he's like, "Oh!" Gives a smile to see ya, and like jumps off the side of the tower. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the robot just like slowly like tries to walk over towards the side. And when he gets close, that's when the flutter comes up really fast, and he just like falls backwards on his ass. Nice. And then that's when they fly off. And they're having a talk about how dangerous it was and stuff like that. Rolls getting at him, being like, mm. oh, you could have died in there. We couldn't have gotten to you anything. Like, what is Grant supposed to do? And I got this little monkey in a diaper? What the <laughs> fuck is he going to do? Like, for real, there's this little monkey robot mm. named Data. Sure. He, he maintains your saves in the game. Oh, cool. But uh, he's very adorable. I would love to have a little plush of him. Oh. <laughs> Please at me. <laughs> With plushes. Yay. Uh, and so, like, Mega, or, uh, Roll is giving Mega Man, Mega Man Volnut to be specific. Mm-hmm. And Roll is giving uh, Mega Man Volnut just the business about how he could have died and, like, things like that. And that's when we hear from the engine room that things are going wrong. That they're, they're running out of power, the crystal is failing and everything like that. And you have this action sequence of, like, them, like, trying to fix everything, but mm-hmm. it's they just can't. Like, nothing's fucking working. They can't get the crystal to work. It's the wrong kind. And that's when it crash lands into this island. And that's when they crash. And so, like, they're, they, everyone's fine. They crawl out. And that's when the police show up. Like, actual just cops. Mm-hmm. With a detective. And they start talking about how there's, like, they thought they were pirates because there's been a scare of them. Like, like they've been seen in the area and like things like that, and they're just terrified of these bastards coming to get them. And so that's when like Gramps, like the the eldest member of this trio mm-hmm. or quadrio, if you want to be specific, counting Data, even though he doesn't talk. And so they take Gramps to the police station to fill out some paperwork, so he can get so they can get like we'll call them visas, sure, and things like that. And like Mega Man and Roller talking that they need to. They can move along and like get everything ready, and so they can get back. And they got to find a crystal and things like that. And so that's when they finally get through. They get their paperwork, they get their IDs. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they get, like get on their way to the police station, it's when the pirates attack. And we have this. The first like like the in the game, you have to fight these three robots to get like this key to get to the main part of the city. But what I would do is just like have Mega Man like easily defeat those three. It wouldn't be like in the video game. 
And then, like, as soon as he gets to the door, he's, like, reaching the key towards. That's, like, when you finally get you get to meet Tron Bond, who is this female pirate who, in the video game, like, there's this... They try to shift them a little bit because they try to show that Tron finds Mega Man cute, hmm. but it just goes the fuck over Mega Man's head because he's a robot. Sure. He has no idea what flirting is. Hmm. And it just flies over his head, and it's adorable. Because, like, in one of the best scenes in the video game, there's this little dog named Paprika who hates Tron. Because it sees her, like, you see Paprika, like, chase her around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you go back through, and there's, like, this, like, backwards, like, there's this backtracking that you have to do that I would skip over. There's this cute little scene where Paprika has Tron treed up a light pole, and she's just, like, grabbing it as hard as she can. Mm-hmm. And Mega Man, like, bends down and just says, hey, you can't treat girls that way. And that's when, like, Paprika, like, bites, like, just jumps at him and tries to bite his nose. And, like, Aww. Mega Man falls on his ass. <laughs> and Paprika runs off. And Tron just, like, slowly slides down the pole with, like, this doll face on. Just thinking it was, like, the cutest thing ever. And, like, that's when she, like, she does this trope that I don't know how I feel about, this cliche. That she just is this massive asshole to yeah. Mega Man at any time. And so she does that, and, like, like Mega Man's just like, girls are weird, man. <laughs> yeah. But any hoozle, he would fight her in this giant four-legged spider robot is the best <clears throat> way to do. You'd have, like, another, like another like action sequence kind of thing. I see this was produced by the man who produced Wild Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be. It's not that big. Yeah. But maybe, like, if you put a... Well, you never play Metal Gear. I wouldn't. I can't use nope. that for reference. <laughs> I can't use my banana for scale. Ah, damn. But no, it, basically the whole thing is Mega Man and Roll and Gramps racing uh-huh. the Bonds throughout this island, trying to unlock because because there's this old folk tale amongst this island people that the Mother Lode is there, but none of them have been able to be brave enough and have. Like the weaponry to go through these ancient caverns underneath. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is with like Mega Man would be racing them. Mm-hmm. And like every time they meet, there's this massive giant like robot battle. But he's like in the game, he's like 13 or 15 tops. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's three quarters robot. So he's kicking ass and taking names. Sure, yeah. And like he fights, like at one point you fight this uh, giant, like what do they call it? It's it's pretty much like the size of like a three-story building, and you have to climb on top of it and blow it up from the inside. Mm-hmm. And I really think that would be a cool like a Mission Impossible kind of sequence. Mm. But in the end of the game, you actually find out that it's not actually the mother load because Mega Man goes through like all the caverns, gets all the keys, gets all the upgrades, and he gets down to the bottom of the last dungeon after like... The Bonds have nothing left. Mm. They're like they're leaving the island, tails tucked between their legs. Sure. The surf bots are carrying them as much as they can. There's these little they're like the size of like three year olds or two year old toddlers. Aww. And they are adorable. Let me pull up one for you. Uh but and so Mega Man is going down through this last dungeon. 
and he gets to the very bottom of it. And like he hears like there you go. Aww. Yeah. Sirbots so cute. Sirbots are fucking cute. And so he fights his way through. He's seeing like these giant ancient monsters no one's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And he hears tale and talk through these texts that he finds of a Mega Man Juno. And he's like, well, maybe he's related to me because he has no idea what the fuck his family is or who they are. Sure, sure. Where he comes from mm-hmm. or who his people are. And he gets down into the last room of the dungeon. He's like, oh, man, this got to be where the treasure is, right? Mm-hmm. But all he sees is this white. Like, if Mega Man is like 13 or 15, this guy is probably 24, 26, something okay, like that. Yeah. Like, and he finally he finds Mega Man Juno. And Juno tells him once he has been activated, that Mega Man Juno has been activated, the Apocalypse Protocol is put into place. Oh, God. And that he is supposed to wipe out not only Cadillac's island, but the rest of the planet. Damn. And so the game ends with this culmination, like this truly ultimate battle mm-hmm. of Mega Man fighting the better version of himself. Wow. And I think that would be just, it would be like the culmination of like, you got Die Hard, Mission Impossible, like enough sci-fi and fantasy for it to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I really think if I had put the time down and actually worked this <laughs> and taken this from like a, maybe like a C minus, <laughs> <laughs> I could probably at least get a B plus out of this. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. But like they talk of like casting folk, I wouldn't want to, I would not do a live action. Oh, you do like an animated? I would probably do animated. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like it'd be really good as an animated thing. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do live action either. If I couldn't get like the like the, the real people who did the voices for the game, mm-hmm. I would probably, I would go with, uh, what's his, the guy that played Michael from Stranger Things would be probably a great Mega Man Volnut. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. nice. I really think Max would be a really good, also from Stranger Things, would mm-hmm. be a great role. Uh I would try and get Mark Hamill to do Gramps because I think that would be funny as hell. Yeah. And I would try and get either Mike Tyson or <laughs> or Sam Jackson to be Data. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, I would probably also just get Mark Hamill to do like a little like dumb voice for that because I think that would be fun. Yeah. Or maybe the guy that the guy that did Edward Elric. Oh, Vic Mignogna. Yeah, Vic Macaroni. He would probably. He would be. <laughs> We're either. sorry, Vic Mignogna. <laughs> we apologize for Travis. Asta Mignogna, Mr. Vic. <laughs> Asta Mignogna, Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna. <laughs> you have to look at how his how his name is spelled. Okay, look up Edward Elric Funimation yeah, voice. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Just yeah. just Google Vic Vienna sausage. Honestly, I would the first just, thing that comes up. I would probably just let like Funimation get the voices. That would probably be the best thing to do. I don't know people's names. Sure, I'm sure. Ju- I'm just better at bullshitting a story get together. Cook. <laughs> get Justin Cook on this. Yeah, get him Damn. on this. Yeah, but I like. I just think it's a really cool. It would be a great culmination of like stories that I like. Mm, I can dig it. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's like long winded and bullshit. No, you're fine. Okay. I liked it. Thank you. Very I would much. watch that. I would try to. Oh, <laughs> uh, would you be the director that can't watch his own work? That's another conversation entirely. <laughs> what you got for us, Mrs. Kobler? Okay, so I kind of went in the opposite direction of you guys. Where yeah. both of you guys chose properties that you love and know really well, uh-huh. I did not. Yeah. Ballsy move. I went with Warcraft. Yeah. 
Because I got dragged to that movie by a friend of mine, <laughs> and it is a garbage pile of horse shit. I'm talking like World of Warcraft stuff? Yes, the Warcraft yeah. movie that came out a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, How long ago did it come out? Two, 2016. Yeah. 2015. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's been 10 years. Yeah. God. And while that movie does look beautiful, it is mm. plagued with problems. Mostly that it has too many things going on. It's trying to set up too much shit. There are too many characters. If you know nothing about Warcraft, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Which is how I was. Yeah. I feel like if they had just maybe, like, I know nothing of WoW. Yes. At all. I know it's a thing. I know it's an MMORPG. That's it. Well, and Warcraft, World of Warcraft is an MMO based on the RTS, Warcraft. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And there is a ton of, like, books about it and, you know, what I call published fan fiction. Yeah. Um, extended universe stuff. Yeah. And yeah. a ton of lore that all of these characters connect to. Yeah. But that didn't make a very good movie. And here's the thing. The guy who directed his name is Doug Jones, son of David Bowie. Mm. Not the guy running for Senate in Alabama. No. no. Vote December 12th. <laughs> In the past. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're voting for Roy Moore, stay home. Yeah, um, yeah you can you can mail those in, right? <laughs> vote on Facebook. Vote on Facebook. Who would you have preferred to have win? <laughs> it's too late now. Yep. Uh, I shouldn't say that about Roy Moore. He's our next senator. Yeah, we should probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Alright, what you got? Okay. So, um, Doug Jones loves Warcraft. Yeah. He loves it so much mm -hmm. that he couldn't tear away from the Warcraft lore and make a good cohesive yeah. movie. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't let it all go. So I threw everything about Warcraft out the fucking window except for some basic concepts and names and decided to write a prequel story. That's not a bad idea. No, yeah. it is not. God damn. So, it's set in the Orc land, which is named Draino, and the Orc world, I don't know what it is, it's a very, look, <laughs> I looked at these names for like an hour today, and I was just like, I don't know how to pronounce any of these, okay? It's just, it's going to be just as bad as when I was talking about Zoroastrianism, all right? Yeah. Get used to it. So, um, that land is in some peril. Yeah. And our main character, Doran, doesn't really know why. He is middle-aged. He's just gotten married to a beautiful orc lady named Daka, who he loves very much. Mm -hmm. And she is a fucking badass, as is he. He's the son of the chieftain of his clan, Ooh. called the Far Far uh, Frostwolf Clan. Mm. And he's... He's getting some cold feet. His dad's getting up in age. He's not sure he wants to be chieftain. Don't get me wrong. He's quite a capable young orc. Yeah. He's beloved by everybody in the clan. He's basically their poster child. He can kick some ass, take some names, make some cool orc shit. He, uh, he's a real fucking badass. Yeah. He's also friends with, and this is where I start deviating from Warcraft lore, the current shaman of the land. Now, the shaman of the land also has a name. Could not pronounce that either, so I'm going to call him Bob. Sweet. All right? Now, the shaman, he's way, way, way above in status to Durakan, right? Yeah. He, um, or Duraran. He uh, is the shaman for all the chiefs, like the chief clans of the, of the orc area. And basically, it's his job to like commune with the orc gods and make sure that the good things are happening. And bad things are happening in the state of orc land. All right? Particularly... The, the environment seems to be being destroyed. I mean, just what used to be beautiful orc vistas are yeah. now just burned out, unlivable garbage places. Yeah. So much so that a separate clan of orcs, the 
Drenay, um, have had to move from their lands and are kind of moving into the orc land, all right? Yeah. And um, the Drenay, I don't know what they are. They're like <laughs> part human, park orc, something like that. So the orc. Pork. <laughs> part human, part orc. Can uh, this whole movie just be cast by a bunch of people doing Swedish chef impressions? <laughs> and, and the music oh, will no. be done by Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> I do want Ron Erlman to play Dororan. Oh, okay. That's my ideal casting. <laughs> I want Daka to be played by, um, or Draka is her name, excuse me. I don't know who I want Draka to be played by. I've, I, I vote between um, my favorite actress of all time. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Can't remember the name of the my favorite wow. actress. What of was all she time. in? Okay, Carol. She's just in the new Thor movie as the Hela. Oh, the oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Queen Elizabeth ones and twos. She's Australian. Whatever. She's beautiful. She's fucking beautiful. I'll oh. look her up real quick. Not Kate Beckinsale. No, so not Kate Beckinsale. my uh, question about your casting is, who would be Mark Pellegrino? Mark Pellegrino isn't in this movie. Uh, are you sure? You're yeah, ma- I'm not you're casting making, him. You're making this movie, so I'm pretty sure you would cast yeah. Mark Pellegrino Kate in something. Blanchett. Oh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was Kate something. Yeah. yeah so I want to Kate. I cast Kate as Draka. She's a fucking badass. She Is there a, a character voice. that dies and comes back as a hallucination? No, that doesn't happen. All right. Well. You gotta get There's Mark. There's no rule for Mark. Gotta There's get no Mark, Mark no. Pellegrino. No. Well, you gotta put him in there somewhere. No. All right, fine. He can be the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's gonna get Mark Lacroix. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. I'm just kidding. Um, so the shaman, uh, Bob, um, he, uh, he and Duran were friends. Duran went more of the like fighty, you know, blacksmithy type. Mm-hmm. Good, good leader role path yeah. to go down, and the shaman Bob went down the learning of the dark arts Ooh. type, and he has discovered this well of magic mm. that he is kind of worried about. It might be causing yeah. all of the bad stuff that's happening in Orkland, and also why the Draenei's lands have been destroyed and why they've had to kind of move into and then been subsequently enslaved by the Orc Orcs. Mm. It might be causing that, but it's so damn tempting. He just wants to take his face, and he wants to stick it into that well of magic, and he wants to absorb all that magic. Could you call them quarks for cool orcs? We'll call them quarks. Okay. The Draenei, those are now quarks. Okay. And then what are the borks? (laughs) The the orcs? Those are just orcs. Oh. And then the porks? The porks are pigs. Oh, okay. They're not in this world. But the torques? Okay. That's to do with cars. What about... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, but, what about uh, the Morks? I will say what you were talking about a second ago sounds like a, like a, a real Mark Tonic Water move. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> so. I gave you a segue. Doran's been going to his friend Bob a lot, trying to get his advice. He's yeah. not, you know, tradition says that he has to take the crown. Right. But he's not sure if he wants to. He's thinking about passing it off to his best friend, who, maybe while not as capable of Doran, wouldn't be a bad chieftain. Yeah. His, he knows his father will disappointed him, but he just wants to go and make orc babies with Draka and not have that much responsibility. Mm. Bob is getting more and more freaked out by this magic. I mean, this movie, his story in the movie is really seeing him descend into insanity and his lust for power. And so he is like, I don't have time to talk about this. You're bothering me. Doran, if you're so don't want to be with your chief, your tribe, I have a job for you. Go figure out what the fuck is going on in Orkland. 
So they send Duran and his best friend Ogram and his wife Draka, who she he was like, stay home and be a good orc wife. And Draka was like, fuck you, and came along anyways. <laughs> um, Draka was like, look, man, you're gonna fucking need me. All right, you guys are basically giant orc babies. And you will get lost in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Bunch of orc bitches. Yes. And her armor, by the way, in the movie, it, she was in like normal clothes. And I mean, they were like sexy lady orc clothes, I guess. I don't know. She's got some like plated badass armor. Yes. I mean, she is dressed yes. to go kill a fucking orc dragon. Yes. She a could. Dwork. A dwork. <laughs> she could take a bitch down, right? And this armor was made to her for, has been passed down through her mm. maternal line. Oh, dang. So she has just come from a long line of warriors, right? So you've got Dororan, who's Warks. the leader. Draka, who's like the, I will take a bitch down, right? You gotta stop me. You gotta let me get through this. <laughs> and then you've got Ogram, who's the comic relief. Yeah. And he says in, in like, funny stuff, like, that's a whopper! You know, shit like that. I don't know. Somebody write jokes other than me. You got jokes right here. He's the guy yeah. that keeps saying torques, borks, yorks, jorks, and morks. That aren't puns. <laughs> <laughs> so right. they're traveling through Orkland, which is something that I really missed in War- the Warcraft movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted there to be more traveling and looking at the space. And there was traveling. You got to, them, you got to see them go from the Orkland to the human land, yeah. which happens at the beginning of the Warcraft movie. Yeah. But I wanted to discover this Orkland. It seems really cool. Yeah. So and the so- lork to the hork. Yes. So they're traveling around. They're, they're fighting things. You know, you get a bunch of like, like at, I imagine one scene where they're fighting a Cyclops. Okay. And it's, you know, it's basically like the Odyssey except with orcs. Yeah. The, the Orcacy. The, <laughs> no, the. The Orc. Uh, like, it's O apostrophe O R C. No, when you said that they were fighting a Cyclops, yes. my immediate thought was that, why would an X-Men character be in this movie? Please stop. Both of you. I hate both of you. <laughs> you know, I almost went with what my ideal Hercules movie would be. Yeah. And I decided against it to do this fucking thing instead. Dang. So, so we see them fight a, a Cyclops, and basically there's this, like, struggle between doing things the traditional orc way yeah. or <laughs> going a more progressive route, which is like... Pork. <laughs> okay. Both of you leave the room. So I can finish talking to a microphone by myself. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> and then I will tell you when it is done, and you guys can come back in here and we can watch the goddamn episode. Okay. Okay. I promise to behave. Thank you, Ben. I don't. God damn it! <laughs> okay. I'm almost fucking done. I'm sorry. So back with Bob. Uh We see him like studying magic and he brings his, the guy who taught him magic, the orc who taught him everything he knows. Uh He brings that orc in to be like, what's going on with this well of magic? And that orc is like, oh, this is some bad shit right there. Mm. You need to, we need to tell people about this. We need to let anybody know. And Bob's like, I'm sorry, trusted guy. 
I can't let you do that. And he kills his mentor. Damn. To, because he wants that well of magic to himself so bad. I can't believe he killed his mark. Okay. All right. But what happens after that? Okay. So they um run into the cork <laughs> the cool orcs <laughs> who um who were like yeah we don't know what's going on but it's some dark and evil evil magic mm-hmm. and so they uh come across this dragon's lair and this dragon's lair looks sickly i mean the magic that is affecting the rest of orc land is really affecting this dragon Dang. right and it's there's like green puddles of goop everywhere it looks horrific yeah. right and so um, the dragon comes out and is like, oh, I'm going to fucking attack you guys. And we have this really emotional scene between, um, before that happens, we have this emotional scene between, uh, Dororan and Draka, where Dororan's like, I don't understand why you can't just stay home and like, let me take care of everything. And Draka's like, this isn't about me. This is about your fear of becoming the chieftain. You're afraid you're going to fail as a leader, but you need to look around and see that you've already led us to this point and you're about to save Orkland and it's going to be okay. And, oh, also I'm pregnant. And (laughs) Doran's like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm going to be a dad. Let's wrap this shit up. So they have one last epic battle with this dragon. They kill the dragon. They're like, he must have been causing all this magic nonsense. We've saved Orkland. So they get back. Um, Dororan's father is dying. He sees his father on his deathbed, and he's like, hey, I'm so sorry that I've been arguing with you. I want you to know that I'm going to be the son you wanted me to be, the Sork you've always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be the chieftain of the Frost Wolf clan. And his father's like, oh my god, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. I know you're going to do great things for our clan. And then it gets really dark outside. And his father's body gets overtaken by this green, crazy magic. Because it turns out that Bob couldn't resist the magic anymore. Has basically just gone knee deep into it and gotten possessed by whatever this magic is. Dang. And so he has tricked the king. He's worm-tongued the king and basically being like, we have to leave Orc Town. We have to leave Orc Land. We have to go to this human land now. And the king's like, how do you know about this human land, Bob? What's going on? And Bob's like, I've been studying about this for a long time. I've got this. <laughs> so he captures, he's had captured these these corks, the cool orcs, uh-huh. and is basically going to use their souls to open a portal to... Uh, human land and he's like I can have this ready in a couple of months Hmm. and so the movie ends with Dororan being like I haven't stopped the evil Bob being fully possessed by the evil magic and Draka and Dororan are trying to lead their clan into a place where they can survive Wow, and that's the end of the movie. So nice. that's a prequel. That would be a prequel to what actually happens in the Warcraft movie. Yes, okay. the okay. Warcraft movie opens with the orcs leaving Orkland and going to human land. Gotcha. Ah, okay. And then there's like a fight between the orcs and humans, of course. Mm. And it deals with themes of like tradition versus progressivism, mm. and like because uh, Dororan's conflict is I, you know, it's tradition that I um, become the chief. 
become the chief, but I don't want to. And then also he learns like different ways to handle things that aren't traditional orc ways. But then also we have the outer conflict of do the orcs stay at their homeland or do they leave to save themselves? So, okay. and then also like responsibility and refugeeism, refugeeism. Nice. Yeah. And that's, that's the movie. Cool. I, li- I dig it. Thank yeah. you. I thought you were going to say Draco was going to have an abortion. <sighs> Not this time. I'd give that a 4.5 storks out of stork. <laughs> <laughs> out of one stork? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel like we're in a, what's that awful, that awful Sony Smurf movie? Where they say Smurf instead of like they oh, add yeah. Smurf to every word, <laughs> like that's Smurf amazing. Oh yeah, that's Smurfed up, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, what they the say Smurf? That. They say that yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, and I'm ha- I was happy to listen to y'all's too. I thought they were really interesting. Yeah. I am both sorry and not sorry that we fucked with you so much with yours. Oh, you I'm fucked not sorry with me at all. so much. That was that was. I'm sorry. I thought we got some gold yeah, Patreon. It was, it was too good footage. Yeah. It was too good. No, I threw all my notebook at going in. Travis. <laughs> yeah, the notebook is somewhere. I can't. I don't know. It's where behind it your head. Yeah. Okay, that was a solid throw. It landed like flat on that desk. I know. I'm oh. really good at throwing, actually. Yeah. So yeah, nice. I threw it at Travis because he made a bad joke. <laughs> I forgot what you said, but it was it was you worth throwing something at you, you. You were about to finish the sentence: tradition versus progressivism, <laughs> okay. and I said twerk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take you down. Okay. I know where you sleep, but I'm not sleeping tonight. Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Travis, this week's episode is called Providence. Providence. What's it about? Sam and Dean go to Rhode Island. Oh, do they meet the the Griffins? Nope, that's it. Hold on. It's not (laughs) Providence. It's Provenance. Oh, Provenance. Yes. I'm sorry. They go to in between Huntsville and Madison. And <laughs> that was a really local joke. That was. That was very local. That joke was so down the street. It was down the street. It was. Right up Highway 72. Yep. <laughs> Actually, does anyone know what provenance means? Provenance? Provenance. No. It has to do with what you're about to tell hey, me. Hey, Siri. God damn it, Travis. <laughs> okay, Google. Provenance is the provenance. Pro- hold on. Provenance, from the French word provenir, to come from slash forth, is the chronology of ownership, custody, or location of a historical object. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Nice. All right. Well, Sam and Dean either go to Rhode Island or just outside of Huntsville right before Madison. Yeah. Let's figure this shit out, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. Boom. Boom. suffer. They are hungry, tired, starved for attention. Here at the Cryptid Reserve and Protection Service, we are dedicated to giving to cryptids in need. You can say, I won't stand by while innocent cryptids suffer. For just 16 cents a day, you can give a human sacrifice to the carnivorous tree behind your grandmother's house. Call today. Call tomorrow. Call 10 days ago. Call one 666 2727 and sponsor a cryptid today.
Welcome back to Hey Ass Bucks. Welcome. Welcome. Hey. I hope you enjoyed our, your little break. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps you did what we did and got some orange rolls. Yeah, they were delicious. Or perhaps you just sat here and waited for the music to be over. Yeah, I mean, that's generally what happens. Who yeah. knows? You probably listen to a funny sketch. Yeah. Prob- maybe. Yeah. Now, I, now there has to be a sketch. Yeah, not, I, not a sketch that I've written yet. <laughs> I mean, it could just be another um, cryptid commercial. That's true. I am thinking about doing a body switching sketch. Yeah. Writing that out. So, mostly because I want to see Ben try to affect my voice. Yeah. <laughs> what would that even sound like? Ben, can you try? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Because you suck. <laughs> um, I bet I could sound like Ben. Yeah, I bet I could sound like you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sound anything like that. Oh my god. <laughs> My yeah, my impression of you would just be you doing your Deborah voice. <laughs> I don't sound um, like that. Oh my god, whatever, it's fine. Oh my god, Jesus. shut up, my right. Deborah okay. voice. Right. Okay, sorry, that's right. super annoying. Yeah, we're done with that. Today we're going to talk about a voice that's not annoying at all. It's very melodious, actually. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to it. What's this episode called? This episode is called Prop Prop. Pro, pro, uh, proven, provenance. Okay, sounds smooth. like Travis is doing the remix. Remix. Provenance. Provenance. Not provenance. Not provenance. Not provenance. Not Not dosy do. Not a Promenade. <laughs> Provolone. Not a lemonade. <laughs> Post Malone. Okay. Post Malone. Post Man. All right. Not to be confused with letters. Kurt. uh, Oh God, no. We're not going to (laughs) start. We're not going to. No, we're not going to start playing. Not to be confused with. We're not going to bring back. Not to be confused with. That's one of my favorite games. Not right now. Okay, we'll play it later. We'll explain it later for the listeners. It's a great game. It is fun. It's a fun time. Not to be confused with. Watch. Ah. All right, so Providence, Ben, it's your turn. <laughs> uh, no, I did the last one. Did I? Yeah, you did. Excuse me. I yeah. did the last one. No. Yes. Ben did one recently. He did I, do one recently. Travis, yeah. it's your turn. All right. <laughs> I, I just know it's not my turn, and I know it's if it's not Ben's turn, it's Travis's turn. It's definitely yeah. not Ducky's turn, because she can't speak English. Yeah, she's too so busy. she tries her darndest. Yeah. She's too busy being a cat loaf. She's too busy Completely being a cat Completely literate in Espanol, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. No, actually, she Ducky speaks French. Speaks fluent Spanish. She speaks... And, like, high and school grade speaks, French. Yeah. yeah, most... A lot of... Quite a fr- bit of French. She could actually have a really... It's enthralling conversation with a three-year-old. Ducky's She'd be like, "Tu es âge, quel latino." Her, um, her catchphrase is "J'accuse." Où le lavage? I'm let do for a All right, I know you're talking about me. <laughs> what? Stop no, talking about du- me. No, Ducky has, Ducky has that face where she just looks like she's saying j'accuse all the time. She also says, um, "S'il vous plaît, Travis, stop talking shit about me." Yeah. God, is that how you say it in French? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much a perfect French translation. Wow. She also can say, "Il était toi, petit enfant, de son nouveau chance." Hey, Ducky, I'm going to tell you a French joke. <laughs> okay. A baguette in a butt, and it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> ah. 
Every time I tell Evan that joke, he's about to punch me. He's just like, That's because all of France is crying. <laughs> the entirety of the French nation is just like in tears yeah. over that joke. I didn't write that joke. That's like a street joke I saw on You Tumblr. know, it's appropriate we're talking about French. Yeah. Why? The, the French, because provenance is a French word. Is it? It comes from the French. Provier. Oh. Is that explained in the episode? No. I was too busy using orange rolls. I looked it up at on Wikipedia. Okay. Um oh that's right. That's why we know that. Yeah. Um okay, so this episode. Cold open with some people getting murdered. Yep. Uh dude is just like ready to have, I guess, sexy times with his lady and then she's like dead. Which is rude. I mean, not a shocker, but because it's a supernatural opening. Also, what has it come to that women today have to pretend to be dead to not have sex with their husbands? Yeah. I'm ready for a time when we can just say no. <laughs> it's got to be one hell of a headache. Oh, man. But so he a finds... ache. Oh, God. He finds his wife dead, then he dies, and then um, Sam and Dean are, like, in a bar, and Dean is doing his thing and, like, smooching on the ladies. What was it? What was it playing? Like a... What kind of music was playing? Oh, mid-tempo music was mid-tempo playing. Mid-tempo music yeah, it was wasn't, playing. Yeah, it wasn't rock music playing. Yeah, it wasn't rock music playing. Mid-tempo, mid-tempo music, music plays. plays. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want to say easy listening. Uh-huh. They didn't say music to fuck to was playing. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say Marvin Gaye, because hey. Marvin Gaye wasn't yeah. playing. It was but too so, um, yeah. <laughs> but so Sam is reading these newspapers, and he's, he's found this murder, and he's noticing that it's matching up with something in uh, Dad's notebook. And uh, he's trying to get Sam, like, hey, Sam. Or he's like, hey, Dean, check this out. And Dean is like, yeah, but I'm going to go fuck first. Yeah. And that's basically what happens. And so they go to somewhere in upstate New York and investigate this murder scene. And they're like, oh, um, the house is empty. So it takes them to this um, estate sale. this Mm -hmm. like silent auction estate sale. And this thing happens that I love. It's when... There's somebody who's out of place at a rich person's party, and he just keeps eating everything that comes across him. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That is one of my favorite things because I relate to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, oh, you got a platter of food? Let me get that. Um, <laughs> I need the champagne, Jeeves. <laughs> yes. Come on, Shuckles. <laughs> yes. Listen here, Ben. Jamin. Okay, I couldn't come up with a fake but, name. <laughs> but so, bring me um, some wine. So they they see the painting, and Sam starts like checking it out, and he starts talking with this very beautiful woman about it, like crazy beautiful, probably like the most beautiful woman we've ever seen in this show, besides yep. Sam's hair, or ever, or ever. She was very attractive. She was a beautiful lady. And her name is Sarah Blake, who I'm not sure if that's, like, her full name or her last name or... That's her last name. Okay. Because yeah. it was the Blake Estate House. Yeah, I was like, way to have two first names. Mm-hmm. But, um... But so they start talking about, like, the history of the painting and... Oh. Um... <laughs> he, they start talking about the history of the painting and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of hit it off, and it's nice. And then they go back to, uh... They go back to their motel, which is amazing. It's the, just the best motel. We'll talk about it in a minute. And um, Sam and like, Dean starts talking about, oh, oh, you really hit it off with that lady, huh? 
Huh. Master Smooth huh. over there. Master Smooth. Oh, and, and Sarah wants the D. Yeah. Bad. And not and Dean. They they have the a talk S. about, you know, Dean thinks Sam should be slinging more dick just so he can, you know, get laid and be a little more relaxed. Yeah, he's got a chillax. But, um... Where does it go from there? <laughs> I was honestly, okay. I was eating an orange roll for most of this episode. I don't remember. This is going to be That's a, a solid excuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, I mean, like. So, basically, um, they fuck, fi- I don't remember what they happened. Kinda, they kind of, they figure out, like, who is in the picture. Yeah. No, Sam and Sarah go on a date. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Sam and Sarah, so they, Dean's like, you gotta sling more dick. And Sam's like, is this because I need to figure out what's going on with this, like, estate sale? And Dean's like, yes. So they go on a date and they talk about their feelings and their history. They go to, like, a five echelon star Yeah, they go to a very fancy restaurant. Um, And... Uh, you know, Sam's obviously a little uncomfortable, uh, but he gets, he goes back to Sarah's place mm. and instead of doing the do, what I like to call the sideways dragon dance over the river of blood, he instead, um, gets the provenances, which is the record of all the people who have bought things from the estate sale. Ah, yes. And they zero in on the creepiest, ugliest fucking painting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like... It's not so much like a Bosch levels of weird and creepy. No, that would make it better, I feel right? like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just one of those weird, like, fa- old school family portraits. Yeah, that people yeah. buy for where, some reason. Yeah, where, like, no one looks happy because they all have to stand still for so long. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's just like, why would you buy this? This isn't even your family. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably not even, like, a famous artist that did this. No, it's just, like, some jackass who needed pasta that night. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll get this shitty family yeah. photo. But so, um, yeah, so they get the provenances and they, they do, like, a search on who the family actually was after that, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, it's like Isaiah Miller or Brown or Isaiah something? Merchant. Yeah, Merchant. Isaiah yes. Merchant. And then they find out that it was, like, the story behind the painting is um, that family in the painting, uh, the father, the the story is the father kills the entire family and then himself slits all their throats with razor blades. Mm -hmm, With a straight razor. With a straight razor. Because he was a barber. Because he was a barber. And um, And murderers love aesthetic. Yes. Damn right we do. Nothing's more important than a murderer (laughs) than aesthetic. All right? Um... But so they they say, oh, well, the whole family got cremated, mm-hmm. so there's nothing they can do. Right. So they think, well, it must just be the painting that's haunted. Right. So they uh, do this whole Ocean's Eleven thing where they, <laughs> they go and break into the estate and steal the painting mm. and burn it, but the but. painting regenerates. Yeah. It's like not, a bitch. Not a haunted painting. It's, not it's just a the haunted painting. frame. <laughs> the frame is haunted. No, so which um, would have been cool, but whatever. Yeah, if it was made out of like their bones or so, something. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. Dean does this super smooth move. Oh, it's the, the next day. It was amazing. where he is like, "Oh my god, I left my wallet in there while we were stealing." Things. It got me. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was, was like, oh, he left his wallet. Like, oh, what a damn. fucking trope. Yeah, what a what an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were we were all like, dude, when you do a heist, you leave the wallet at home. Yeah. Clearly you don't want your ID on you. At Come least on. leave it in the car. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, Dean? But so that was just another ruse to get Sam to talk to Sarah. It was so cute. very cute. Yeah. And then uh, Sam was like, oh, well, we're about to leave town because our job is done. Lo and behold, it's not done. Sam sees that the painting is back, and he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And he's like, whatever you do, don't let that painting be sold or whatever. And Sarah's and like, yeah, it's the most hideous fucking thing I've ever seen in the world. Yeah. As she's writing the receipt for the next buyer of the painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it we're totally, sold immediately. We're not going to sell this. Yeah. And then, like, the very, the very next scene is, oh, the painting got sold. Yeah. And then the very next scene after that is the lady who bought that painting dies. And then uh, this whole episode, like Ben Ben said while we were watching it, you can really just steamroll through it. Like, not not a whole lot happens it, in the entire episode. It's not bad, but it serves a it's purpose. A, it's yeah. a fun it's, episode to see. It's a thematically it's thematically important because this is where we see Sam start to open up and heal after Jess's death. Yes, mm. but outside of that, yeah, it's not like. And so I was also thinking this is like we've started the past few episodes. This is where they're really opening up and not feeling like they have to take the show very serious mm-hmm. and that yes. they can have fun with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And oh. so Oh, but can we talk about something creepy that happens? This creeped me out. What? The dad's face changes in the painting. Yeah, yeah. we were about to get there. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the gun was here. You're like way over this. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Just get back so <laughs> <laughs> they um while they are going to uh like research the mer- merchants and everything like that they find a photocopy of the painting in this book about them and in the painting in the photocopy of the painting it looks different than the actual painting and one of the things is that there's a painting in the painting because they are standing in front of a mantelpiece mm-hmm. and there's a painting on their mantelpiece so the painting in the painting in the photocopy is like some woods and a mountain, but but in the haunted picture it is a mausoleum. The OG with the painting, name the OG, yeah, it, with the name Merchant. So they go to the mausoleum and find out that there are only four. Um, there's only four urns of the remains. So Mister Merchant did not get buried with them. Yep. So they uh, Dean goes to find. Like counting information about really old stuff and where where Mr. Merchant was actually buried, and Sam and Sarah are sitting outside and have this whole conversation about is we, there yeah. yeah is there a thing between us? And Sam is like, there is, but I don't want there to be. Yeah, because I don't want you. I don't want the same thing that happened to my mom mm. and my old girlfriend to die a horrific flaming on the ceiling death. Yeah, and Sarah has the best response in she's supernatural like, history. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah, but I could get hit by a bus right now. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Yeah, you're just scared to be in pain again. Mm. I could die this second. Yeah, we could go fully down in dark, and a jet engine could just come out of the sky and yeah. land on me. I could get an yeah. aneurysm. I could be poisoned. Yeah. I could be attacked by a bear. Yeah. I could be attacked by a bear with tricks. Anything could happen. Yep. All right. Um. A bird could fly into my temple. But yeah, so yeah. they... I could be hit by a turtle falling from an eagle in the sky. It's happened. Look it up. <laughs> Google it. Uh, but so they find Miss, they find Mr. Merchant's uh, grave and they burn his bones. 
and then they go back to look at the painting to see if it has been effective. And guess what? It's not because it wasn't Mr. Merchant. It was the little girl the whole time. It was a little girl. Oh God, so and creepy. So we 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 see in one of the, the other difference in the painting is that Mr. Merchant is looking somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's looking like off to the side, and in the re- in the like photocopy painting that they have, he's looking straight on, mm-hmm. like you would for a portrait. And um, they they figure out that. Mr. Merchant's face, while it was being haunted, mm-hmm. was looking down at the little girl mm-hmm. as a way to try to warn everyone. Mm-hmm. And it obviously was not working. No. Yeah. Um, but so that's why we saw him move, because we see the death scene of this lady who bought the painting. Mm. And we what we see is like a, a, a reflection of a razor blade and some glass. Mm-hmm. And then we see... Mr. Merchant's face moved from side to full profile Mm -hmm. or to full like facing forward and then the lady gets cut so we're like oh it totally was him but so fast forward back to they find out it's actually the girl Mm -hmm. and uh, it's the the little girl with this doll who's like murder murderizing everyone Mm -hmm. and uh, they're they're trying to fend her off and they remember um, Sam and Sarah are in the house and Dean is outside. He gets locked out. And they remember that in the mausoleum, this girl's remains were put in with this antique doll. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, being a like old cu- curator of old estate sale stuff, mm-hmm. says, oh, shit. They used to make those dolls with like the kids' real hair as a way to like commemorate them. Which, first of all, very creepy. Yes. Very creepy. Even for, like, the times. any society. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure even the Egyptians weren't that creepy. Not the creepiest thing they did to children back then. Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. Very God. true. Anyway. So, uh, Dean goes and burns the hair of this child, uh, which has to smell awful. awful. Like, it's totally it, Because, you know, human hair burning smells terrible, but 100-year-old human hair burning... Can't it's not a good time. Be, can't be yeah. good. I bet it smells like Axe body spray. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Probably not. But yeah, continue. I would prefer a cloud of Axe body spray to the, fa- to the face. <laughs> than that Gosh, that's a tough answer for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but so they save the day. As they do. As they do. And then the next day, uh, they find out in the county papers that little girl who was murderizing everyone was adopted. Because, of course, she was. Yes. <laughs> adopted children are bad yep. news in horror movies. Yeah. She, yep. had, she had murdered her original family, mm-hmm. got adopted because her family was murdered. Yeah. And then murdered that family, too. And then killed herself? And then killed herself. Yep. So she could become a ghost and murderize everyone. Yep. For years and yeah. years and years. And I think and that years. actually her being adopted and being in that painting kind of fits with the pattern of this of this painting was the the people who bought the painting owned it. So it was like money exchanged hands to adopt this painting. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah I like that. We asked um we we like early, when we were watching the episode which like <laughs> Ben, I did not remember this episode at all. Yeah. I remembered Sarah, and I was like, there's a child here, right? <laughs> there's a child in this episode. And actually, I'm thinking of a season two episode, but there was a child. Yeah, there was a child. There's a few episodes I think you were crossing it with. 
Yeah, I maybe. Yeah. I remember there being a pool. That's what I was about to say. I remember you saying that. I was and like, like I, a kid drowns or something. I know what episode you're talking That's about. That's a season two episode, right? Season three. It's not a season two episode. No. Season three episode? I believe it's season three. What? Yeah. Because there's a lot of characters we need to intro- No, maybe it is season two. Oof. Season three, though. Let's We're like- going to have fun with season three. Anyway, we're going to have fun with this fucking podcast. Is yeah, what we're we really do. are. We already are, my friend. Damn right we um, are. So the last scene of this episode is Sam and Sarah being like, oh, well, now I really have to go. Mm. And then Sarah's like, okay. Oh, and she's like, yeah. Yep. And then she's all like moping about. And then Sam at the last minute knocks back on the door and they have a good old smooch. They smooch. They smooch a lot. They it was a smooch cute. for the ages. And then yes. Dean is like. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. Way to go, kid. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, that's my that's boy. It. Give her that Clinks. Yeah. That mug of beer. Delicious. So. Yes. Oh, God. Thank you for that sound effect. <laughs> that really wasn't a very good clink. That was two plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> really? That was worse. worse. Yeah, that was worse. Go get two, two glasses yeah, two from cans. the kitchen. All right. Two phones? No. <laughs> no, right. that's even worse. <laughs> Um, if, if you, you want to hear more of this, you can go to our new podcast, Ben Bangs Things Together. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Pickcast. Wow. BB. There we go. That's all we needed. Thank you for that totally necessary sound gag. Yeah. That we couldn't have done without. We yeah. appreciate it, Ben. Well, I mean, we can't do visual gags, so <laughs> we got to do something. Got. <laughs> Sound gags. That's all we got. Um. So yeah, but when Ben, when I was watching this episode, which I remembered not a bit of, yeah, uh, not a diddly thing of. I thought it was a different episode in a different season. Yeah. We were talking. We were like, so wait, why doesn't he just kill? Why doesn't this painting just kill everybody? And yeah, I think your theory about it, it's got to be like. Yeah, money has to change, change hands, hands, and it's like they adopted this painting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Because it that. wasn't the original owner. Like, the family of the original owners don't have it anymore. It's just yeah. passing through different families now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, I guess when the painting was like, oh, shit's about to go down. Yeah. Time to murderize these people. Mm-hmm. That's what happened there. Okay, I have a thing with this episode. I've got a little, little niggle. Little thing? A little thingy thing. What's that? So the house that the couple in the beginning were murdered in, Hmm. and the house that the old woman who bought the painting midway through the episode was murdered in, is the same fucking house. Yeah, houses is the same. Houses is the same. Which, I mean, I get it. Houses are expensive. Yeah, it's one hell of an estate sale. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's like this woman was like, I'm going to live. I was obsessed with this couple for years. I have to buy their house and everything. That's like my little headcanon for this woman in this episode. She was like, I have to buy this house and everything they owned, and then I had to set up the house like they set it up, which of course I could do because I've had cameras in their home for months. Yeah, maybe she. I was saw her- them be murdered, and I have that recorded on a tape somewhere. It's in, it's buried in the backyard. Maybe if anyone finds was, it, they will know my secret. She was her own kind of demon, where she like had to replicate every one of the houses, like the the lives of everyone that she like knew or something. I'm just saying that Evelyn was a freak. Yeah. All right, Evelyn in in bed and out of bed. Oh my god, See, that's my personal theory. I'm glad you make. That made that joke before I did. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, also, can we talk about the, one of the best Easter eggs that I've seen so far? What yes. was that? The car outside of the estate. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. 
It had a personalized license plate. <laughs> yeah. Ben, would you do the honors, please? I, I want to say, I can't, I don't know what model it was, but I'm fairly certain it was the old Chrysler. A nice, yeah. like, older car, very yeah. well maintained. Uh, but the plate was, did the drum roll? The Crip. T H E car. Fuck. T H E K R I P. Yeah. As in Eric Kripke, because the man was finally able to have fun with his goddamn brainchild. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I loved it. It was good. It got legs, and now he can play ball with it. I loved <laughs> it. I loved it. Um, oh, real quick, there's not going to be a Freak of the Week section this week, because ghosts, we've done ghosts. Yeah. But that being said... There are a ton of haunted painting stories in Americana, including some very creepy ones that I've just looked up. And now that I have the evil eye, I need to go throw salt in something. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, so definitely a rich tradition of haunted paintings. Oh, yeah. Who can forget Ghostbusters 2? Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. Everyone forgets Ghostbusters 2. Um... So, yeah, what else about this episode that we want to talk about? I really want to talk about the date that Sam and Sarah went on. Yes, please. Because it, it had, like, the both the worst slash best trope for, like, a romantic comedy or just an awkward date. Mm-hmm. It's when the waiter comes over and, like, it's a real nice place, five-star echelon like we were talking about earlier. And hands like the wine menu to the guy and the guy is like, like obviously just like i don't as he's flipping through the thing i don't know what any of this shit is yeah and the girl is just like waiter i'll have a beer i'll have a beer a beer Not no just, no no label no yeah. specific beer just yeah. a beer give me a pvr yeah no. bring and me what your cousin is making in his basement at the moment yeah he was yeah. basically like well we have this fine belgian beer or you can have the swill we had we have in a bucket outside and <laughs> Sarah was rainwater. like oh, that one i'm not i'm not too richy rich oh is it fresh rainwater sir please bring it to me please yeah. Um, can I, I, I actually yeah. have named that trope in my head, not like other girls, because, yeah. so it's, <laughs> it's value yeah. signaling, signaling, yeah. where Sarah, right, when we meet her, she's at an estate sale that she works at, she's dressed beautifully, Yeah, yeah. she looks very, kind of richy rich, right? Yeah, those lovely ringlets and that brunette hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that whole, the whole estate sale, like Sam and Dean are clearly out of place, they are dressed like lumberjacks, and yeah. everybody else is in a suit. And so they kind of get bullied for it, actually, yeah. by Sarah's dad. They're at a black and white party, and they're just white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Sarah, by doing that, she proves that she's not this hoity-toity girl, yeah. this girly girl. She can kick it with the guys. Oh, yeah. Right? She can drink a beer. She can have a conversation about cars. <laughs> she likes sliders and, and she, Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. She she reads comic books. <laughs> And I just like she likes Ziggy. I hate shit like that because it's such a common trope in rom coms. Yeah. yeah, and like anything where the the point of view character is a man and yeah. the main thing is getting him with the girl. Yeah, that's just like the that that's just one of the girl one of the female characters' jobs is to yeah. prove she's not like other yeah. girls. That she's Honestly, accessible. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, there's been a lot of like gender tropes like that mm-hmm. that I have never understood on like a basic level. Because even in my family, like the 
the crazy, like, sports fan, beer drinking, like, mm-hmm. keeps up with all the stats. That was my mom. Yeah. That is my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom has tickets to a Dallas Cowboys game on Christmas Eve. That's awesome. And the I hope person, she has a good time. Yeah. And the person who cooked everything was my dad. Mm-hmm. So I've always lived in this, like, what traditionalists would consider a... Gender flipped. Like a gender flipped roll swapped household. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was normal. I thought everyone's dad cooked. And then I went over to a friend of mine's house and their mom was cooking. I was like, does your mom like burn the food? Like my mom, my mom left eggs to boil for too long. So long that the water all evaporated and the eggs burned. What the (laughs) fuck? She just forgot about them. Jesus Christ. Your mom was a bad cook. I know. No offense, Mr. Short. Yeah. And she um, likes the Cowboys. What the fuck? Hey, we're from we're from She's Dallas. From Texas. Yeah. I'm fucking with you. There, yeah, there's also what the there's a team out of Houston too, isn't there? Uh, that's college. No, there's two. There's two pro teams in Texas, isn't there? No, it's just the Cowboys. Okay. All right. There, I, there's I watched, several college. There's several college teams. Yeah, there is. But that's, welcome that, back I, to football cast. I can with talk about Ari, like, Ben, and Travis. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that, that's how my mom was too. Like she doesn't have tickets to like a Bama game or anything. Mm-hmm. But we watch like the whole family watch football together. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that there aren't women who yeah. don't prefer beer over wine because you know, or like love football or yeah. prefer yeah. like manly activities. But like, like yeah, why you know, hasn't it manly. been more normalized already? Like, it, it is still this huge trope in and media. It's a huge deal. Whenever a woman's like, oh, yeah, I hate yogurt and I love man cakes. Yeah. It's like. Because it's easier for the establishment to be like, the man washes football and drinks beer and the woman is in the kitchen making sandwiches. That's true. Well, and actually, and I think, honestly, it's kind of insulting to men. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's insulting to women to be like, oh, I'm acceptable as a, you know, as a as a mate because I'm not like these other grossy gross girls. Yeah. Right. But it's also like it's it's producers and you know movie makers and TV saying, hey men, this is what you like. Yeah. yeah. This is this is what you enjoy, right? This is how it's how the the studio sees you. It's how the yep. writers of Supernatural see you guys. Yep. And while it is not true that you go watch a movie or play a video game and then suddenly go and, you know, shoot up a mall the next day because, hey, violence is fun. Mm-hmm. It is true that it changes how you see yourself and how you view your your life, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, there are probably men who, growing up on media like this, believe that, yeah, if a girl doesn't value signal, if she doesn't say, I'm not like other girls, then it's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Fuck mean- you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad you gave that segue, because I was about to say something that probably shouldn't have. Oh, that's good. Yeah, cool. You're welcome. Less things I have to cut. Saved the podcast. Yay! (laughs) Um, But yeah, I also want to bring up (laughs) that in this episode, there was this fight scene with this ghost. Yeah, we're just going to move away. Good call. Good, Um, Good job, Travis. There was this fight scene with his ghost, and this is something that we've talked about in the past is Sam's loss of agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sam has so much loss of agency that even other literal female characters yes. don't have the same loss of agency as the, he does. The, the characters who normally get it, yeah. the women, he, Sam at this point is up against a wall. He yeah. has been hit by a... Like a desk. He's yeah. pinned to the wall with a desk. 
and Sarah's the one that, like, moves it out of the way. Yeah, tries to get him <laughs> out of there. She has more agency than Sam does. Yeah. Well, I, I think they try and use Sam sometimes to show that women aren't your typical, oh, I'm going to break a nail. Yeah. Right. They're going to help. They're going to stand up and fight. They're going to help with the battle. Oh, mm-hmm. Sarah is a total badass. She's a, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. She fucking holds and her own. And she's not a badass because she has hunter training and she can shoot a gun, which no. I actually really appreciated because that's another thing that like media does where it's like, the girl can totally hang with the guys. Pew, 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 yeah. pew. Yeah. How did you learn how to do that? I had three brothers. It's, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. She's a badass because she takes everything in stride Yeah, and just goes along along with it she's yeah. just like ghosts exist cool yeah. thank you for explaining that to me i'm going to come with you yeah because my family sells this painting and that's the reason why people are dying mm-hmm. fuck you if you say no all right bye-bye yeah like and that's what's badass about her it has nothing to do with her abilities it's all about yeah, it's her personality just, yeah it's her attitude and it's her, her character Sarah's such a cool character. I so just love cool. her so much. Well, it was also the fact that she wanted to go along when they were specifically digging up the grave. Mm-hmm. Like, she she yeah. understood how fucking creepy it was. And she was like... She was like, I. it's weird how comfortable you guys are doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, wasn't, she wasn't unrealistically cool with everything. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I'm doing what I have to do, but I'm not going to pretend to not be weirded out by this. Because yeah. she'd never, you know, come across supernatural shit before. Yeah. She had a nice um, balance of, I mean, except for the whole beer thing, she really had a nice balance of, uh, you know, not being unrealistic. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. She's not a fantasy. Mm. She seemed like, even in the short amount of time we had with her, she's not a male fantasy. She's a fully realized character. Oh, absolutely. So what you're saying is, is that women don't like beer. <laughs> Look, I don't like beer, so no women like beer. All right, that's all I know. Yeah. That's how the Republicans work. This is like three. This, no, this is like two steps above women don't poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's only because I don't. I can't burp. Okay, guys. Um, and that's not like a woman thing. That's just a me thing. I've met yeah. plenty of women who burp, and it's always gross. I'm always uncomfortable when it happens. Um. Yeah, so Sarah is a badass. Okay, question. Do you... Okay, not that I want to pit women against each other, but that's what I'm going to do. Okay. The cop from the Benders episode uh-huh. or Sarah? Which Sarah. one do you prefer? Sarah. Sarah. Absolutely Sarah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I like the cop more. Yeah. She's so cool. Mm. She is cool. Sarah's up there, though. But Sarah is great. Yeah. If I had to rank, like, the one-off characters from this mm. season... Cop and Sarah are there. Mm-hmm. At the bottom is oh gosh, she's at the bottom for me. Um, girl from the couple in the asylum episode. Yeah. No, I liked girl from the couple in the asylum episode. Her yeah. boyfriend was a fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The boyfriend might be down there. Uh, what about what's her face from Dead in the Water? Where yeah, she? she was cute. Yeah. She was, like oh, that's she... Fred. Fr- oh, Fred. Okay. Ooh, you know who it is? What? It's. The girl from um, Bloody Mary, Ooh. not the main girl in that episode, oh, but the, yeah. the yeah, friend yeah, whose yeah, dad yeah. dies. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Bottom. Yeah. Oh, uh, friend of the girl from the church episode. Hmm. Uh, the Wait, the girl who Hook dies? Man. Hook man. Taylor? Yeah. No, she was yeah. fine. Was she? 
Yeah, I mean, we barely got to see her. I guess so. Her main crime was being a slutty slut slut. I yeah. barely remember these episodes week to week, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What about the girl that went to TCU, the cousin of the guy from Hell House? Ooh, yeah. Well, she yeah. did cause a lot of people to be murdered. So. Yeah, she did. I mean, she didn't know about it, but... She didn't know it was going to come to life. No. Yeah. But she did decide to do that awful prank. Like, that is kind of fucked up. Yeah. That, yeah. All right, she's down there too. Yeah. Um, also, the guy oh, from that episode, he's also down there. Technically, technically, she was up there. <laughs> well. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So, all in all, Sarah, cool character, very <laughs> cute, um, very beautiful. Yeah. She has a great like fifteen-year-old drama girl. I'm giving the speech with all my heart, where she's like, "Hey, you have to bring me along. I don't care how crazy it is." Yeah. I don't care how dangerous it is. Yeah. yeah. I also, also liked that it was a character who was like older that wasn't supposed to be younger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, Sarah, I mean, she's definitely older than Sam. Yeah. I'd say she's probably either, she's probably somewhere in between Sam and Dean. Or around Dean's age. I was thinking late 20s, early 30s. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because she's, she went to well, art Dean school. Dean is what, 27? 26. Yeah, same thing. She went to art school and then established herself in an art house. I mean, that takes a couple years, even though it yep. is her family. So, mm. I don't know. I like, she definitely came across as, like, older and more mature than Sam. Oh, yeah. And part of that is because Sam is going through some trauma. Yeah. But, I don't know. I liked her a lot. She was, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that Sam wore khakis? To a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, Sam? Yeah, Sam. God damn. I he thought was, you were the well-dressed well, one. We are talking about like a 22-year-old guy yes. who has been very, like he has like several cases of PTSD. That's true. Yeah. And that forced him to wear khakis. Yeah. I think it forced him. I'm just saying he doesn't, he's not clear-headed enough to be like, That's I probably true. shouldn't wear khakis. I can't imagine Honestly, John ever being like, here, here's the nice thing you have to wear. When I was 22, I did not own a single pair of khakis. Probably for the best. I think yeah. when I was 22, I only wore blue jeans. Yeah. Or blue, like, just... Like dark denim. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, I had some nice dress pants. I had a lot of dresses. Still have a lot of dresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the nice pants I had were not khakis. No, yeah. they were like they were a like good yeah. black pair of pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black, gray, brown. The only reason I ever had khakis in my late in my early twenties was because I worked at Target. Yeah. Uh, and I only wore those khakis at Target. Like I said, when I was twenty-two, I didn't have any. But when I was still going to college, uh, I did have to have some khakis because of um, music, like band. Sure, uh, sure. Ensemble stuff. What we're saying is the only appropriate time to wear khakis is if you're forced to. Yeah. Yeah. By a job or a engagement of some sort, your hobby. I honestly, uh, that's like in the job I have now, <laughs> you're supposed to only wear khakis uh, like khaki pants or shorts or black pants or shorts. Sure. And I I break that rule every day. <laughs> I wear uh I wore these to work today. I'm wearing They're like a grayish I'm wearing pant. dark gray cargo joggers. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that sentence. And I wear like my green pants, I wear my gray pants. Uh I have another pair of green pants. Um, <laughs> Travis is a well-dressed tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wears a lot of green and brown. I have a I have this very nice outfit where if I ever get turned into a cartoon character, I want this to be my outfit. <laughs> it is brown brown boots, 
my mm-hmm. brown Rockport boots mm-hmm. with my green pants mm-hmm. and my brown checked gingham shirt. Yeah, that is a nice outfit. Uh, this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's that what Travis looks like. That is what I look like. Wow. Face you're making is, is amazing. <laughs> thanks. Don't post that anywhere. Um, <laughs> Instagram, here we go. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Sam in the episode, and look, the early 2000s were a terrible time for many things, including men's clothes, but Sam in the episode is wearing a white button up, a dark, I want to say Navy or black sports jacket. Yeah, it wasn't, it was almost black. pants. No, and not even like a dark khaki. Like Like a a, light. Like a beige khaki. Yeah, like a light, like an eggshell. Pleated. I mean, he was like a pre-law student. Maybe that's just, he had to wear something like that. Like, if that's the only thing he had, fine. Yeah. That, but, I mean, it probably is the only thing he has. But no, he has a suit that he wears when he's pretending to be FBI. He has black dress pants. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to wear, like, an, like a pseudo, like, government suit on a date. That would have looked even weirder. He didn't have to wear the tie. But no, he didn't wear the tie. No, I know. What I'm saying is he could have worn black pants, black, a white button-up, black sports jacket, no tie. He wouldn't have looked that probably weird. Probably didn't even need the sports jacket based on the weather. True. true. You know Could have rolled up those sleeves. Mm-hmm. You know what would have been a great scene? What? Dean taking Sam shopping. If he had like seen what he was wearing, yeah. he'd be like, whoa, <laughs> hold the fuck up. Okay. Sam, Dean just being like, Sam. Come on. Sam, you can't wear khakis. This is, You're not going on a yacht. Come yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, you're going to a restaurant. Another yeah. thing I want to say about Sam's date is Sarah is like, so you're, like, reasonably attractive. And I was like, yeah, Jared Padalecki, reasonably attractive. Yeah, what an uggo. Definitely not as attractive as that Jensen Ackles guy. Yeah. What a I was like, oh, that perfect body, perfect skin Jared Padalecki. What a, what a hideous person. Yeah, it's not like he did modeling as a child. Yeah, not like anything. Not like he's been on TV in several shows. Nothing yeah. like that. Moderately um, attractive Jared Padalecki. Basically, I mean, you're all right. Middle of the road. Could Jared you imagine? <laughs> you're nothing like your brother Dean. Whatever. Yeah. Like I, I feel like Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles have stayed like in pretty good shape for the show. Oh yeah, but absolutely. Could you imagine like Jared Padalecki with a dad bod? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still attractive. I don't know what you're saying, yeah. Travis. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but just think about it. I mean, I think about it, listeners. Don't at me. <laughs> Okay, so there's actually a scene later in the show where he is, like, ripped. Yeah. And his hair has gotten together, and, like, he's doing pull-ups, and you can just hear the panties drop for miles. Oh, I bet. He's got a tattoo. He is doing a good job. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and then you mentioned at, like, the end of the episode about his bangs they're in his eyes. And they were all in his eyes. They're in his eyes. And like I said when that episode ended, the early 2000s, the early and mid-2000s gave everyone with bangs this incredible skill to be able to see through them. Yes. Yeah, and that's it. Like emo. Yeah. It's, it's like a... It's you like thought a, the emo movement was a waste of time? It is. An, oh, no. It, it did everybody F-list, a favor. F-list X-Men power. <laughs> I can see through my bangs. Yes. No, you know what I think it actually is? You know how our eyeballs actually look at our nose all day? Yes. But our brain just chooses to ignore it? Mm-hmm. I think when your hair starts growing like that, and it's like in your eyes like that, your brain just 
chooses to ignore parts of that hair. And, like, it'll still be in the way a little bit. Every woman who's ever had long hair mm-hmm. disagrees with you right now. I used to have long hair. My hair used to look like Ben's. I don't... I've had my bangs in my eyes before, and it's not even that it gets in the way and I can't see through it. It's just annoying. My hair doesn't even want to get in my face. Look, I'm trying yeah. to get through my Well, that's because of how your scalp is. Yeah, yeah. and because of how your hair parted. Yep. Ben's got it right through the middle. He's yep. got the butt part. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I used to have my hair all, all in my eyeballs like that, and it, I could see through them. Yeah. Guys, what did I have written down, shoot it with the shooty part, Dean? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Dean is Sorry. trying to get... We've spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> Sam and his appearance. Sam, you're gorgeous. Now we have to talk about Dean. All right, Dean was doing this thing where he had to go get this doll out of his mausoleum. Yes. And apparently, I didn't know that it they was made behind safety. Reinforced yeah, glass. reinforced plexiglass, apparently. Because <laughs> yeah. Dean's trying to pound at it and it's not working. And then he takes his gun, takes the butt of his gun, and starts pounding on it. And he's about to give All up. Right. He is about to give yes. up when suddenly he looks down at his gun and goes, Fuck you! And <laughs> shoots the window yes. finally with his gun. <laughs> Shoot it with the shooty part, Dean. Shoot it with the shooty part. That's what this episode the is going to be called. The look he gives his gun, where he's just like, "God, well, I'm damn. an idiot." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the look we give Travis when he does the Siri thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or the look we give Travis just, when he says anything. Pretty, yeah, yeah. So just to give the vi- the listeners a visual of yes. the gag. Uh, (laughs) but shoot it with the shooty part dean yeah it's like if he had a sword and he was trying to hit his opponent with the with the handle yeah but yeah that was that was a funny moment it was a nice like tension breaker yes because we were all tense from watching sarah and sam get attacked by this ghost and then here's dean just being an idiot this is the first episode i've seen since i don't know why look guys I don't know why. But this is the first episode I've seen since Wendigo where I was a little... That was a little creeped out. Oh, yeah. Parts. You got freaked yeah. out. But there was I this little jump out. scare. That was a little jump scare. Um, I also just got freaked out when Sam and Dean and Sarah go to check on Evelyn, the woman who definitely has video footage of those nice people being murdered yeah. Yeah. Um, somewhere. When they go to check on Evelyn and she's sitting upright in her chair yeah. and her head isn't lulled back or anything and Sarah's like... Hey. And she's got that divot you can see missing from her cheek. Yes. Yeah. Sarah's like, hey, Miss Evelyn. And then she goes and she touches Miss Evelyn and then her head falls back and yeah. her throat's slitting. Yeah. And then they looked at the painting and they looked at things that were different. I was like, it's, it's creepy. It's very reminiscent of the laser hallway scene from Resident Evil 1, the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong person for this. I know. I'm looking at the right person for yeah. it, though. Yeah. Oh, now, exactly now, now that you've turned about. to Travis. Uh, yeah. um, uh, have y'all seen the movie Ghost Ship? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. The opening scene is literally, so it's like this haunted ghost ship. Then that's the movie. But uh, and, and it's that's like, and that's all, folks. It's like spooky ghost guys going through this haunted ship or whatever that sunk or something like that. Yeah. But um, the opening scene is how everyone in that ship died, it's... and it's literally like there was this giant like sail cable. There was this giant sail cable or something, and some unknown person with a glove on 
releases this cable, and there's this outdoor dance party happening, and this cable just rips through everyone at the at the dance, and it's so razor sharp that no one notices at first until they literally start like falling apart. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and so that that also reminded me of that. I think just like it's the idea that like something you wouldn't notice is drastically different or yeah. you would notice something drastically different but like something small that you wouldn't notice and then realizing later it's just creepy yeah, yeah. it's just like a it's a purveying it's a it's an atmosphere thing you yeah. know like if i walked in one day and like we have a skull on top of a stereo if that skull were turned the different way i'd be like well now i'd be like oh travis did freak me out but yeah. if i did it and hadn't told him this yet i would be like okay i'm gonna move I'm gonna uh, move. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm still gonna move. That skull is going all over the place now. Well, now I'm just gonna be like, oh, Travis. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh, ghosts. In fact, go look at our Instagram feed and you can see where we're putting the skull this week. Yeah. <laughs> we got a magic skull. Yeah. You know what else is magic in this episode? What? The bonds form between friends. Now I'm just fucking with you. It's that oh motel room. Yeah, yeah, the motel room. Oh my god. Ah. It was incredible. Like straight out of the 70s. It yeah. was an Elvis themed motel room. Is that what it was? Yes. That's it was on the uh, like Do Not Disturb. Thing. Disco yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Disco. It was very gaudy. It was very Saturday Night Fever. I'll give it that much. Yes, yeah. it was Saturday Night Fever. Like the, there was like checkered card, like checkered wallpaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these like decorative swirly things, and uh, it was just uh, it was a time. I've never been in a motel room with like a wall that juts out. Like there's an open. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like space the... or like an open entrance, and then the wall mm. kind of. And then there's like there's swirly. I'm not doing good. Yeah, it's well, like it's kind of like a room separator. Yeah. So there's like the front of the place, and then there's the beds, which mm-hmm. are behind the swirly wall. Maybe I just haven't been in a nice enough motel room. Yeah, maybe. I love how every town they go to, there's like a themed motel room, as opposed to them just being like, "All right, we're gonna go check out the Super Eight. Yeah. yeah. It's always like we're gonna go check out Disco's Last Sleep and fucking. Disco never dies. I like, think that has to do with the credit card scam because you can't take that to a super eight or a. Oh like yeah, a, yeah, you gotta that's take true. it to like a local yeah. motel. Yeah. yeah, every place they go has a local motel. It's kind of amazing. There's plenty of local motel- motels here in Huntsville. Well, yeah, but we yeah. also have like a sizable population. That's true. The places they go are like podunk. De- sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Not. Decatur yeah, has, guess- a, has like a local motel that isn't a chain. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Decatur, the city that could. The little township that tries. Yeah. But will never be as good as Huntsville. Nope. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you going to do with all that river water and cat food? Yeah, Decatur. That's what they're known for, cat food and rivers. Oh, my God. I don't think it's actually owned And it smells weird out there. Yeah, Yeah, well, because of the cat food. Exactly. The Mammix factory is there. Which is why it smells weird. Yeah. Is it still there? I thought it changed to something else. I'm pretty sure it's still Meow Mix. Okay. Okay, moral of the story, Decatur sucks, Huntsville's cool. High fives. High fives, everybody. Yeah. I'm high-fiving a million angels. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, but special thing about this motel room, they use it in every fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> they just this. change the wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you can always tell because even if the room and the inside of the room is different or rearranged, when they walk out of the room, it's that same like cement wall with a decorative top yeah. that they always have to turn left at to go out to their car. Yeah. 
See, when you were saying like this took place in uh, upstate New York, I was thinking, yeah, upstate British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah oh, just yeah. like it, just like it took place in Richardson, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was definitely the first episode where like the fact that Sam and Dean are, you know, not rich. Yeah. That comes across. Yeah. Because they have to schmooze with the 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 you know New England wasps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which stands for a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Thanks for that. You're yeah. welcome. Well, the more you know. Yeah, I actually didn't know. When uh, that, was a big yeah. that was a big sarcastic. You also didn't know what subterfuge meant. Fun meant subterfuge. No, I was making a joke. Speaking okay. of things. I love sure. malapropisms. All right. Speaking of things that Travis doesn't. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Oh, there, wait. I want to get into. I want to ask one more question. This is short. There, there are two NFL teams in Texas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Houston Texans. What? Yeah. I guess you're not as as from Texas as you've been telling us. Yes, they don't exist. (laughs) Not to you. Yeah. I think that's who J.J. Watt plays for. Oh. Yeah. Well, if everything that Travis didn't know didn't exist, there'd be a great many things that weren't in this world down there. Yeah, like North Korea. I know about North Korea. Or Pong Balls. I know about Pong Balls. Or Pong the video game. Know about Pong the video game or Pac Man the video? How game. long are we going to do this bit? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. JJ Watt does play for the Texans. Oh my god! Anyway, you were going to talk about something? Um, actually, I just kind of want to know. I think we've gone over everything I want to talk about. And like I said, not a really good freaking week episode, but we'll be back with a doozy next week. I mean, we're gonna talk about some. We're gonna shit. doozy it up. We're gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be one dangy of a yeah, doozy. Yeah, I'm gonna talk a lot about it we're gonna shag ass on next episode oh yeah. god also we have a very special thing coming up from the finale i'm super we excited do. about yeah. it we're almost to the finale we're almost to the finale of season uh, one and we're doing something special so you know make sure you tune in from there out get fucking out yeah mm-hmm. get hyped for it but um, yeah. i want to know like final thoughts on this episode we've already kind of touched on it but like likes dislikes comments questions concerns Dreams, hopes, fears, nightmares. This episode was not a 10. Yeah. But it was also not like a 5. Yeah. I'd give it like a 6 and a 8. There you go. It was entertaining. Yeah. But I'm not going to... When you go through... When I go through at the end of the season, when we talk about our absolute favorite things from season 1... This is not going to be on the list. This is not going to be on the list. Yeah. I did like Sarah. She'll be on the list, probably. Yeah. Yeah. She is great. But, um... Because she is proof that they can do well with female characters. Yeah, well, I always... I think you can always... You know that at the beginning. They're just mm. not very prevalent. Yeah. yeah. It basically kind of... Actually, kind of... The women in Star... Actually, the women in Supernatural in Season 1 remind me of the women in Star Trek. Interesting yeah. single-off characters, but that's all they are. And often mm-hmm. green. And often green. <laughs> That reminds me exactly of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy being green. Nope. That's why so much bad shit happens around them. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what about you, Travis? Final thoughts? Um, Sarah was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we could see more of her. Yeah, me too. Buddy. Bam. Um, all right. Well. well uh, what is the next episode called? Are we at that point? We, I think we are. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say? No. We talked about khakis, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about khakis. You know what? I'm going to say this about Dean's appearance. 
It was fine. Looks yeah. pretty much the same. It looks every week. Yeah. See, that's what I love about Dane. Where's that jacket? Like Dane is like the like the epitome of like hedonism. Yeah. And that he is just in it for himself and for his own pleasures. Does not give a fuck. He doesn't give a single solitary shit. Yeah. He's just like whatever, man. Yeah. I do think it would have been great to have the scene of him like taking like Sam shopping and being like, look, these are the kind of pants you need to wear on yeah. a date like this. Yeah. Sam just being like, okay, whatever, like, man. What Dean's you, like, no, I'm serious. Like, Dean's like, what, are you taking her to the fucking Applebee's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then wear khakis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Scenes. Okay, look. Supernatural writers, are you listening? <laughs> Scenes Probably that we not. want. Go back to season one. Refilm it. <laughs> Do a reboot of the show. Add that scene. I oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine what a reboot would be like. I bet oh, Sarah's God. still looking pretty good now. Yeah. I bet so, too. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Mm. I mean, most of the women that they have on this show is yeah, very pretty. But. Yeah. Uh, but, anywho, a little to be less uh, sexist, uh, what is the, the next episode? It's is... not sexist to say a woman is pretty. I was, I was, okay. I felt, I felt weird saying it. No, it's okay. Okay. All right. Wait. Hold my hand, Ben. You're not a piece of shit all the time. <laughs> I thought, there, was, there was a lot of very important things said in a very short sentence. <laughs> all right, Thank Travis. Right, yeah. The next episode is called Dead Men's Blood. Dead what Men's happens? Blood. Sam and Dean meet a person. What person? That is... A vampire Ooh. that sucks the blood of vampires, <sighs> and he I know works. Where you're going with this. And he works for the Catholic Church. <laughs> All right, <laughs> to hunt other vampires <laughs> to expand the influence of the church across <laughs> the world. Travis, I'm pretty sure the next episode of Supernatural is not going to be dreaded blood. <laughs> But if that happens, we'll it, talk about it next week. I thought it was going to be in fame section. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week. Hey, Travis, I've seen shitty anime, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Thank you for listening. Check yeah. out our Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and that is it. That's it. That's, That's all we have so far. Habcast yeah. at those respective sites. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Hey, as but. Talk about how Sam never throws any dick, and how Dean throws too much. And he's just a burden find, to live with. You got to find that. Sir, you gotta find that happy medium. Got to find the right in between. You can't just throw dick 
whenever, oh, wherever. You can't throw dick willy nilly. You have to. You have to. There's a time and a place. First of all, you got to wrap that shit up. That's Damn important. right, uh, That's uh, the most children. Important. Uh, have a safe lunch. Always use a condiment. Uh, did you just say children? I did. Okay. Well, I, okay. Kids need to learn about safe sex. I'm not talking about toddlers and there small chitlins. I'm talking about to this episode. Go yeah. to school. <laughs> Go to. Don't listen to this. We have an explicit tag for a reason. Okay. All right. All right, Sunny Jim. I don't care what time so, it is. Go to school. Go to school. 2 a.m., go to school. I don't want to hear any of this. It's 7.30 at night. Go to school. All go right? into your goddamn library and work on some fucking homework. You fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck Th- you. This is why your parents don't love you. You're this, listening to us. This is why mommy and daddy out. got divorced. <laughs> okay. You thought that it, they came and told you that it wasn't your fault, but you've always suspected it was, and that was true. Your dad regrets buying that motorcycle instead of the abortion. Oh, my God. Buying the abortion instead of the motorcycle, you mean? Did you mean? No, I meant like he bought the motorcycle instead, instead of, of the abortion. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, like get a, like a, I get it. I get it. Because the child's alive. Yes. <laughs> okay. It all comes together. All right. Your mom wishes she still fit into her yoga pants instead of having you, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you took your mother's youth and uh, back with the episode. <laughs> All right. So Sam and Dean, 